Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Kevin and Bean Show. It's a total disaster. On K-Rock. Time for animal stories. Maybe a raccoon or a story about a dog. Maybe a baboon or a story about a frog. A story about a cat or a pizza rat. A story about a minx or a story about a lynx. Animal stories in the news. Animal stories to cure your blues. Animal stories just for you. Let's find out what they're up to. We uh, start in Minnesota. There is a distracted driver call that went out to the police there. And this newscaster was so delighted with how many pig-related puns he was able to use. Allie, this is going to make you want to be back on TV. You're going to love this so much. A sheriff's deputy in Minnesota figured he was going to catch someone texting behind the wheel after responding to a tip that a truck was driving erratically. Texting and driving wasn't the issue. The distracted driver wasn't eating or putting on makeup either. But the joke about putting lipstick on a pig has never been more appropriate. Okay, so there's one because mm-hmm. he's got a pig in the in the cab of his truck with him, okay, that's causing some distraction. So lipstick on a pig. Because Sergeant Jason Foster found a pig in the swerving driver's lap. No wonder why the driver was being such a road hog. Oh, jeez. Foster tells the local Fox station that it was the man's 250-pound pet pig that had the man muscling the steering wheel to try and stay in his lane. But this little piggy was not on its way to the market all alone. Irene! (laughs) Sir! Come on. Back away from the pun, sir! There was another pig in the pickup. Good thing none of the parties bought the farm and had an accident. Okay, look, you gotta... You gotta... They're, they're not uh, he, even good. He needs to be put down, doesn't he? He does. This little piggy wasn't going to market. They haven't bought the farm. Come on with the road hog. So why were the animals out of the pig pen? The elderly driver says he was moving homes and didn't want his pigs to get cold in the back of the truck. No doubt the driver's pigment changed after he was let go with a warning instead of getting roasted. Okay, that doesn't even make any sense. He's just reaching now. His pigment is not a pig pud. It has nothing to... The two things are not related at all, sir. Stop it already. The driver was told to lay the pig in the back or put it in the passenger seat. It's all in a day's work for the sergeant. Seems like a crazy way to bring home the bacon. Wow. uh, That's what happened in Minnesota. We go to England now. A scantily clad Cornish man has gone viral. Here's the sentence, Ali. You always ask, would you read the article? Uh A scantily clad Cornish man has gone viral after his bizarre sex dance with a pheasant. (laughs) 
<laughs> I couldn't click that fast Go enough. on. Now, Steve Phelps was asked to help a neighbor who was having problems with a territorial pheasant on his land. Uh, apparently, every time this guy would go out to jump on his ride on lawnmower, the bird would chase him and attack him. And it got to the point where he was clawing him in the face oh, with his talons. This is a pe- pheasant that just kind of lived in the woods by this dude's house. So he says to Steve, he says, Steve, what do you got? So Steve went on Facebook and asked, what do you do when you got an aggressive pheasant who's kind of hanging out in your yard? How do you get rid of it? And one person said the way to do it, and I don't know if this was a prank, you got to do a sex dance, guys. You got to assert your dominance and claim your territory. It's breeding season, so pheasants show off as to who is the biggest and best, so I decided to take him up on it. To be fair, the pheasant looked shocked more than anything. One of my friends had bought me a one sided G string for Christmas, and I thought I'll wear that to show off my masculinity. And then I'm preparing the dance in his outfit. He says he was bent over with his tail wagging. He put sticks between his butt cheeks to act as tail feathers and started wagging his butt at the pheasant. This there sounds is like no pheasant. No, he had an agenda and he found a way to do it. <laughs> he was going to dress up like that bird or no bird. Yeah. The uh, foolhardy Cornishman admitted that he did get nervous when he got close to the bird. He followed me for a second. So I went back and I shook my bum again. And you know what? He hasn't attacked anyone since since the sex dance. And now we're married and have two kids. (laughs) I think he was shocked into dismissal. (laughs) So this guy believes that he showed up and out pheasant into pheasant. And the pheasant was like, I'm standing down, man. I didn't know. I didn't know this was my competition. I love that story. This one is animals and Florida all rolled into one. Of course, the Sunshine State has seen its share of natural disasters, but nothing quite like this. This is actually... I think what weren't frogs one of the biblical plagues? Yes. Don't they come oh, yeah. like yeah. They're a sign. Citizens on the outskirts of Miami are struggling with an invasion of poisonous bufo toads, also known as cane toads. Thousands of them have materialized in the Mirabella neighborhood in Palm Beach Gardens in recent weeks. People are complaining they can barely walk without stepping on a frog. They're taking up residences in pools, lounging on patios and driveways. They enjoy snacking on native species, including bugs. In addition to being biblically weird, they also pose a threat to pets. They secrete a milky toxin that can be deadly to pets if ingested. In both humans and animals, the secretion can irritate eyes and skin. They think, by the way, that back in 1955, a man with a toad removal service accidentally released a hundred of them into the area. They are non-local species that has survived for the last 50 years. Hmm. And every once in a while, with the right combination of warm winter and heavy rain, the toads, the toads come out again. Nothing, Thousands yeah, of them. This makes total sense that we got butterflies and Florida got poisonous toads. <laughs> <laughs> it does indeed. And finally, we have all been to Petco and we have seen the sign on the door that says, All Leashed Pets Are Welcome. Well, this guy decided to test that theory and brought his cow to Petco on a leash. Well, of course, we know the saying, everything is bigger in Texas, and that includes the pets. Sure does, but one guy decided to test Petco's policies, and he took his steer to the store on a leash. He posted the adventure and wrote that Petco did not disappoint and welcomed him right in. The store in Atascacita posted these photos as well of the large animal hanging out. Pretty sure that's a longhorn that we're looking at there. (laughs) That's an impressive one. Petco's policy, by the way, is that all leashed pets are welcome, so it proves to be true. This is Shelley Lumpkin and Vincent Browning are the cow's owners. Uh, He's actually an African Watusi. 
He was welcomed with open arms. We don't know how much he weighs, but that breed generally weighs about 1,600 pounds at adulthood. And that's what he walked through the front doors of the Petco for, just to see if they would be cool with it. And they were. That's where the pets go. That's where the pets go. Mm -hmm. And this has been Animal Stories. Animal Stories in the news. Animal Stories to cure your blues. The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Ellie, how did this start? You know how I peruse uh, parenting websites <laughs> and, and mom forums. Well, I saw an article. Um, there's a parenting forum called Mumsnet. And I'm, I'm sorry. I, I think that this is real and it's true. Okay. She wound up writing on there, I'm ashamed to say this but I really do have a favorite child. I have two sons, and the oldest, who's three, is a real struggle for me. He has been since day one. He's so intense and determined, he really overwhelms me. My husband is blessed with patience. They have a great bond. She then goes on to say, listen, I like my second son, who's 18 months, a lot better. We just gel more. And then she said, my own mother was cruelly unfair to my older sister, and I really thought I could be a bigger person. Has anyone else ever felt like this? Which just opened the floodgates of people that either said, you're awful. Right. How are you even saying any of this to other ones that are like, "Uh, yeah, we all have a favorite. (sighs) Duh. At some point, the three-year-old, was it three? The old yes. One, um, is going to be in high school, and somebody is going to bring in this mm-hmm. article and just say, your mom <laughs> right? doesn't like you. Uh, I was perusing mom's nuts, <laughs> and I believe this is you. An 18-year-old story on a mom blog. <laughs> um, Holly, why are you reading Why are you reading mommy blogs? Your ovaries are already dust. What What are you trying to How do at this point? How dare you? I'm just saying. They've been dust for years. Yeah, um, what are you doing? I, I don't know why I, I came across this, but I I've had this conversation with friends of mine, and usually after a couple glasses of wine, mm-hmm. they will absolutely tell you which is their favorite. Okay, now I know I'm having my first child in mm-hmm. just a few months, mm-hmm. so I don't have a ton of experience in this, but wouldn't it go in waves? Like, you know what I mean? Like, this one's my favorite. Like, I have a dog and a cat. And, <laughs> and the dog is always the best. Well, no, sometimes the dog is my favorite, mm-hmm. sometimes the cat is. We yeah. just go in and out of phases. Uh-huh. So, like, isn't that what, I mean, That might Kevin, be normal. That I can see be. that. Yeah. No, I think the amount of work that they are is has nothing to do with the love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some can be harder to deal with and some can be easier to deal with, but it has nothing to do with how much you love them. I think you She's love, a terrible woman. You, I think she's you not a terrible, your, terrible woman. No, she's not. I think she's being honest. Unconditionally. Yes. But I think you like one of your kids a little more. I mean, no? I don't. You don't? No. They're not listening. Go ahead. Okay, I do. I don't, okay. I, don't like, I don't like any of them. No. Oh, wow. That took a turn. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, don't have, I don't have kids, mm-hmm. but I will tell you that I do have some experience with this topic because I know for a fact that my parents both individually have told me that my brother is their favorite kid. No. There's only two of have told me that. There's only two of you. How do you get both parents to turn on you? They, and, I, and, I do, and I was trying to think about why. But have they heard Flash Phillips? <laughs> I was trying to think about... Okay. Now, my mom did tell me at, at one point that he needed more help. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not necessarily growing up, but the phase where you enter into adulthood. I was... I had a pretty much a straight shot for a career in terms of what I wanted to do. You're why independent. Would, but then why wouldn't you be their favorite? Yeah. Because you took less work. Because they felt like he needed extra love and extra tender, you know, care and, you know, just extra help. 
and that thing. And I think it's just you know it's like the, you know it's like a uh, like a, a a wounded puppy. You know what I mean? It's just you right. you couldn't love it anymore because you root so hard for but it. You want it they, to get well. But did they have to say the words "We like him better than you"? Well, I didn't. That have seems to, cruel. But I feel like they enjoyed telling me that. Oh, <laughs> but, but they. But it doesn't bother me at all. By the way, honestly, I don't care. It honestly it makes no difference to me. You know, right? Because you're used I, to not being loved. Yeah. Well, I love. I love my brother, and <laughs> mm-hmm. you know that's fine. Um, what I guess what I'm saying is, you know, they weren't. They didn't have any problem with saying that. You know, I love you, and I'm proud of you. But truth be told, I'm a little more into your brother, John. And, so. I mean, if we're if we're honest, who wins? Where are they now, right? Right. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> you just you just played the orphan card, Holly. To perfection, looked, by the way. Like it was wrong. To perfection. That was well <laughs> done. Oh, boy. Dare you? Well done. Omar is here. Omar can weigh in. He's actually got kids now. Yeah, I have a five and seven year old, and uh, I could totally like right now. They're still going through the cute phase. Mm-hmm. And uh, first one that turns not cute, though, you're kicking them right out. Exactly. I'm like, I hate you, beating kid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but I could totally see what everybody is saying because, um, yeah, I don't think like, like you said. You love your kid, you love your children unconditionally, mm-hmm. but once they get older, and w- if one's a dick, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not going to like that kid. Which you know? one? He's which, being truthful. Of the two kids, which one do you think is going to be a dick? Zoe. Okay. Totally. Oh. She's going to be a uh, totally. It's going to be Zozo. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Me as my road dog. Zoe's going to give me nothing but problems down the line. I mean, we have our answer. <laughs> right? I said this off the air. I said Zozo's going to be the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely. Now, we're going to take your calls on this, by the way, if you want to discuss having a favorite kid, or if you don't believe it. Let's take one real fast before the break and let's make it Sharon. She's in Montclair. She's up on line one, please. Hey, Sharon. Hey. So, you know, I started listening this morning and I want to tell you that I was that favorite child myself, so I do know the difference. Um, I have two boys and I love my kids, but there is a difference in them on their personalities. Now, one of them is identical to me and that's the one I struggle with. But that doesn't mean I love him any less than his brother. Okay, but do you have a favorite? Would you say you have a favorite kid? I get along better with the oldest, but the the youngest one is me. I mean, this child is my Mm. little mini me, and so do you hate that? There is where the battle comes because it's it's like fighting with yourself. But I will. I would. You know, Jacob could stand up for himself. The younger one needs me, so I have to fight for that one. All right. You know, so my battle, my battle has to be stronger for the younger one than the older one. Sorry, Jacob. Beat it, kid. Yeah, beat it. (laughs) That is the same as Bean, really. That's saying the one that takes more work is the Mm -hmm. one you seem to love more. Mm -hmm. But not the one that's the most trouble, just the one that needs the most help. At least that was the case in my family. My brother wasn't trouble. He just needed direction. You Mm, know what I mean? He needed help. Mm. All right, Sharon, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate your calling. What about a favorite kid? Your call's next on K-Rock. The Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. Eddie, your friend, writes in, father of two checking in, having a favorite kid is okay, and I have one. Basically, my favorite is because she's old enough to be into all the cool stuff that I show her, if that makes sense. So that'll change, potentially, down the road. (laughs) Perla writes in at Kevin and Bean on Twitter, my brother is the middle child, I'm the baby, and my sister is the oldest. My mom calls my brother Mitasoro, which means my treasure. Which I'm sure oh. makes wow. all the other kids feel oh, great. Wow. No. Which mom is in the car with her kids right now? That's Caitlin. Caitlin in Anaheim. Good morning. Good morning. You have four kids. I do. I have four, four and under. 
Ooh, holy and cow. And they're all in <laughs> the car with you right now to hear this very honest conversation. Yeah, the, yeah, they, they kind of know. The big one uh, is four years old, and he's a troublemaker. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. But one of, the, one of the twins is my favorite, my Brody. He's uh, been my favorite since day one. Okay, but what about the other twin? What's the other twin think about when you say that? Um, I don't know that he understands completely. There's three, but um, he's always like, oh, me too. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Are you kidding? But You're a terrible he's, mother. He's a little much. He's a screamer and, and stuff like that. So I think, you know, everyone, he's the cutest one. So I think everyone else loves on him. And Brody's my favorite. Can so I do they, Brody to myself. Do they have headphones on right now so they can't hear this? No, or? they're just. They're playing the quiet game. They're being really good. That's the sad game wow. is what they're playing. Okay. Yeah. They're playing the, the tear game. We have a sad mom game. Sad, depressed. Game. It's all one thing, really. <laughs> Look, why don't yeah. you pull the, pull the van over and put the cute one just out on the side of the road. Let him let him take his chances with a new family. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> no, I was kidding. Caitlin! What Caitlin. is wrong with oh, you people? Thank you, Casey Anthony. <laughs> Thank you for the call. Lord. Let's go to Raul, shall we? Line three. He's up next, North Hollywood on the Kevin Bean Show. We're talking about, do you have a favorite child? Raul, welcome to the program. Thanks for holding on. Yeah, so I'm actually one of the children. Okay. I found out because um, I was looking through my mom's phone, and I was down as the other son. The other son? Yeah, and when I looked in, I'm like, okay, well, what's my brother? So he's the favorite son. (gasps) In her phone. (laughs) She actually listed you that way? Well, yeah, because she gets our names mixed up sometimes. Like, you know, you know, parents, they'll call you by a different name by the other sons. Absolutely. So instead of when we call, she puts it down as my favorite son or the other son. So it's, it's easily recognizable to her. Oh, Did you wow. bring this up with mom? Did that hurt your feelings? Uh, I'm like Bean. I'm like, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> it, it makes it easier. It makes it easier to put him in, the, in, the, in her home uh, at the end. You know, it's like, uh, go live with your favorite son. <laughs> so you're technically oh, off the hook of looking yeah. after your mom. This I gotcha. A, this is a long con. Yeah. It is. Yeah. He's fine with it now, but wait. Wow. All right. Thank you for the call. Jessica in Long Beach. Hi. Hi. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Good. Thank you. Great. Fav- What's your thought on this topic? Favorite kid? So I have, I have two girls. I have a 12-year-old and a 17-year-old. And early on, my 17-year-old has, has been great. Like, even teenage years, no problem. And my... 12-year-old, even at like two years old, five years old, both my husband and I would look at each other and, and say, why is he such an asshole? Like, she <laughs> has been an asshole from, from like minute one, and she's 12, and it's like, we still know, yep. And she might be a great adult, but she is going to be, she's such a tough person to parent, and I think it's just personality, like, that's just who she is. And, right. You know, do you think calling her a major bit... asshole on the air will help you or, <laughs> or hinder you in that? You know, some mornings it really helps because you just have to get it out. You just gotta... All right. Let's try Jerry in Anaheim, please. Line six up next. You didn't think it could get any worse. It's about yeah. to. Hey, Jerry. Hello. Welcome to Bad Parenting 101. I don't yeah, think they're bad okay. parents. Look, you can't help how you feel, Kevin. Jerry. Hello? Yes, we hear you. Hello. We're on the... Yes, hello. Oh, What's happening? I've been hearing you guys, and I saw you live at Cinco de Swapo years back. Loved you guys. Thought you were hilarious. But now that I grew up, I have two boys. One's my reward. The other's my freaking terror. Wait, one of your boys is your reward, 
and the other is a freaking terror. Yes, he's my uh, payback from other stuff I must have did when I was a kid. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> oh, Jerry. What, what, what's, the pro- what's the problem? Picture of an ultrasound flipping me off, defiant, <laughs> argumentative, yeah. everything. My, my, my wife calls his brothers instead of a father and son, and then the little one, he knows how to butter me up. He'll hug me, kiss me. The other one will flip me off and... He's going to give me my problems. He's been giving me problems in school. He's been mm. giving me problems at home with other kids. I'm, like, sometimes I'm afraid to take him out in public. <laughs> <laughs> is his name Damien? What is his <laughs> No, I, think... I, I, I called him Damien, and he asked me, Dad, am I, uh, am I an accident? I go, no, you're like a bank robbery gone wrong. Nice. Oh, That's a beautiful answer. There's so much therapy happening so in this family. That's a beautiful answer. <laughs> Guys, we need to arrange a child swap among our listeners. Right? We have, we have parents who can't stand one of their kids. They need to swap it with a terrible kid from another family. Let's Maybe do, it'll work out better. Let's do Stacy because she has what looks like a competition. Hey, Stacy. Hey, guys. Good morning. morning. Yeah, I am a mom of four. Okay. okay. I've got... 12 and 10 year old girls and then twin six year old boys and I always joke around with them that every day is a clean slate for who is mom's least favorite kid (laughs) so every day is a competition amongst the four of them yeah yeah and I mean it's it's like a clear winner at the end of the day like I think someone pulled something off awesome at 10 a.m. and I'm like yeah least favorite kid for sure and then by the time we get to 2 30 3 o'clock we've had three four upsets your kids are living in the hunger games (laughs) yeah i've I've never been happier to be an only child (laughs) (laughs) it's the kevin and bean show k-rock worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's been a while, but it's time for the Fast Food Report. KROQ 106.7 FM through the magical wonderment of radio airwaves brings you the fast food report with your dude with the lowdown on chain restaurant food, Jensen Carp. Pooped my pants. He'll get his hands dirty with grease and face covered in cheese. He's your direct line to delicacies and calories. He's Jensen Carp. Take it away, gumshoe. Oh, thank you, Detective Khan. Uh, listen, <laughs> we're going to start in Tennessee where pizza chain Little Caesars is pushing the boundaries of not only the traditional pie, but also good taste. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for the Frito Pie Pizza. 
Frito pie pizza. This you is mean, you mean Fritos as I'm in talking, the chip? I'm talking Fritos. I love baby. Fritos. This is a large thin crust pizza with chili cheese sauce, taco sauce, and cheese, all topped with a bag of chili cheese Fritos. It touts over 2,500 calories per yes. pizza and will run you just ten dollars. So I ask you with the utmost respect. Frito pie pizza. Chili, please, or chili, no thank you. Eat it or beat it. We'll start with Allie. Chili, no thank you. Beat it. All right. Uh, Kevin? I am giving that a good try. Okay. Uh, Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. I was concerned as to what button I would press, but I now know. Uh, Bean, what are you thinking? That sounds like the worst food item you have ever brought us, gents, and I am a strong beat it. Beat it. It does sound like something that would put Paul Pierce in a uh, wheelchair. <laughs> uh, all right, Little Caesars. It's like the college freshman co-ed of pizza joints. They're ready to experiment. Because here's a second item for you. Okay. Oh. The chain's new Quattro Crust Pizza. Okay. Currently tested in only Kentucky and Virginia. It's a large pepperoni pizza with four distinct crust flavors split up in quarters. <laughs> One crust is topped with jalapeno slices. Another fourth covered in bacon. Another slammered with cheese. And one last grouping, assorted spices. Mm. So it's almost like four different crusts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Four different pizza in choices. In one pizza. In one pizza. One pepperoni pizza. It, it's, not a, it's not only almost like that. It's exactly yeah, that. Yeah, right. Thank you for the detail. It comes with two free ranch sauces and seems perfect for the family of four where each member hates each other and each other's preferences. <laughs> so I ask you, quattro crust pizza, eat all four or ignore. Eat it or beat it. We'll start with Kevin. I'm going to say beat it. Beat it. You only want one crust. Just make me a pizza. Okay. I don't, I don't need to have four different sides. Fair enough. <laughs> Bean, do you have as basic of thoughts? I do. How it's dare a, you? It's an overly complicated item that is not needed. Look, you order the pizza with the crust that you like. Mm. No, this is just too... Uh, nobody needs this. Beat, beat it. it. Allie, what are you thinking? I feel like I want to taste the spicy crust. See mm-hmm. what that's all about. I've got friends that'll like the jalapeno crust. Let's do this. I'm eating it. I believed you till you said you had friends. Happy to see KFC back in the fast food report. Even if it means we have to travel to New Zealand for the return of the Double Down. You may remember its brief run in the States a few years back as the original included the Colonel's special sauce, bacon, and two slices of cheese between two full original recipe chicken fillets. Mm -hmm. The actual chicken worked as the buns. So let's focus on New Zealand's newest, Bacon Lovers Hash Double Down. By the way, oh. they all have mar- they have marketing departments. Keep that in mind. One more time, I'm going to tell you. That's not a placeholder title? No, no, no. This okay. is the official title, gotcha. Bacon Lovers Hash Double Down. This variety consists of bacon A's, which I need to know more about, double bacon, two slices of cheese, and a hash brown between two original recipe chicken fillets. It's like breakfast if you're staying up in hopes of clogging an artery. <laughs> it's intense, but the time has come. I ask you, Bacon Lovers Hash Double Down, fry or die, eat it or beat it, Bean, we'll start with you. Why is KFC trying to kill their remaining customers? This is what I don't understand. It's true. It's it's definitely a cholesterol heaven. Um, this is uh, not for me for many, many reasons. Beat but, it. But I suspect there are a lot of people out there who really just go for it with mm-hmm. their diets. And I'm going to allow it and say eat it. Do we know anyone? Wait, who, what? Uh, wait, you said what? Hold up. So you, you said, said it's it? not for you, but it's, you want to change your vote to eat it? It's definitely not for me, oh but I think it sounds like a great product for I've other people. That's not the question. But Bean, I've, pr- I've pressed the beat it. <laughs> the question oh. is, do, would you eat it or beat it? In a billion years, I would never eat this okay. monstrosity. Okay, because 
I can't take it back. Okay. I was Fair nervous. Enough. Sorry to sorry to disrupt the, the flow here. But I think a lot of people out there might be interested in <laughs> But I personally think it's disgusting. <laughs> Allie, eat it or beat it. Well, uh, he is correct. A lot of people would be interested. It's not I the question. I am one of them, and I will eat it. Wow. Wow. Kevin? Hardcore. Beat it. Beat it. It's right. chicken. It's a hash brown. It's bacon. Beat Those it. three things rule. Put them together. You, how are you a beat it, Kevin? This is right up your alley. I'm going to say something that's going to be a tiny bit controversial. Oh, God. Sure. If you say you don't like Not bacon. Not a huge fan of bacon. <gasps> Whoa. That noise hurts. I didn't know we worked with an actual monster. <laughs> who made that Kevin. noise? That was Allie. That was that Allie. Was uh, Whoa. Who else did you think? What, who would you think? I, I, couldn't, I couldn't figure oh, it out. Kevin. I yeah. don't even know you anymore. Like it. Don't love it. Jeez. You seem don't like the kind it. of guy who would have a meal just of bacon. And syrup. Bacon and syrup. Sure. <laughs> yes. That I would have. Um, no, I just, uh, it's okay. I can't believe I, I have to continue the fast food report after I finding that either. out. I am I am out of breath just hearing yeah, that. King that of Mexico like says, today I am no longer friends with Kevin. <laughs> Honestly, I, I was surprised when Bean said he was moving, but this is more surprising. <laughs> Absolutely. I just picture that Kevin eats like Will Ferrell and Elf. That's what I picture. So this is stunning to me. <laughs> <sighs> I'll move on. When it comes to trends in fast food, they catch on fast. And with the recent implementation of King's Hawaiian bread at both Arby's oh. and Sonic, you wonder... How will a chain take it to the next level? Well, let me introduce you to Aloha Style at Subway. Starting June 27th at select shops in Champaign, Illinois, Reno, Nevada, and Richmond, Virginia. I thought that kind of detail would be nice. You can say those words, Aloha Style, and be served any sandwich on the menu in an 8-inch Hawaiian roll with a deluxe portion of meat and double the cheese. Now, something else worth noting, they will be the first restaurant ever to freshly bake King's Hawaiian bread inside the store. So they're promising the same fresh taste that you're used to from growing up. So I ask you, Aloha Style at Subway, hang 10 or wipe out. Eat it or beat it. Kevin, we'll start with you. I'm going to eat it. I love Hawaiian bread. It's a real trend in fast food. It's fantastic. Allie? Absolutely. Eat it. Bean? It's the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yes, eat it. Eat it. Uh, well, that is the fast food report. But more importantly, when do we get rid of Kevin on the show? Can he Not move? soon enough. Signing off for Carol Q 106.7 FM. That was the fast food report with Jensen Carp. It's Kevin and BJ Rock. Carol Q. Let's talk about cocaine. Funny that uh, I said the word cocaine and uh, magically DJ Omar Khan appeared. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's odd, isn't it? <laughs> He's also jumping up and down and foaming at the mouth. <laughs> he, uh, we haven't seen him for days, and all of a sudden we say the cocaine word and he appears in the studio. Yeah. This uh, news report, I think, is going to make you think about what you would do if you were the person who found said items on the beach. Hurricane Dorian possibly washed a brick of cocaine ashore in Coco, in Melbourne, that is. Police say someone found this brick yesterday morning in Paradise Beach Park. They turned it over to an officer on patrol who then field tested it and confirmed it was cocaine. The brick there, which uh, you see the letters D-I-A-M-A-N-T, was taken into custody. It will eventually be destroyed. In my nose. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you're walking along the beach and you see a brick of cocaine. Cocaine, cocaine, cocaine. 
Um, a kilo of cocaine is estimated to be worth between twenty and thirty thousand dollars, and this a hole turns it over to the mm. police. Cocaine, cocaine, cocaine. So let's go around the room. Kevin, what do you do? Cocaine well, washes up at your feet. As a businessman. <laughs> and a businessman. You don't. <laughs> well done. You don't have the overhead costs of having to pay for it. Mm-hmm. That seems like a large part <laughs> so of it. So you get all 20 to 30 grand. Uh-huh. Okay. Right? So you. With so the no... cost out of my pocket, nothing. Right. Right. Money going into my pocket. Thirty grand. Oh. Wait, wait. So you're gonna start dealing coke? Is that your plan? <laughs> I, I you're gonna start selling coke. It's like Mother Earth's way of telling me this is what you should do. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Some free coke. Okay. Very, very much a sign. Yes. Okay. So you've, you've never sold drugs in your life that you because, know of, right? Because, but, right. But mm-hmm. because it washes up at your feet, you're going. All right. I guess I'm now a dealer. I mean, that's yeah. how it works. Is that how it works? Yes. Okay. So you're gonna oh, get sorry. a bunch of scales and baggies and stuff. And it's, and not, stuff. it's not just that it shows up; it's also that it shows up free. Yeah. That's you're like uh, you're, you're Walter Whiter. Walter <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Whiter. Yes. How about you, Allie? What do you do? Well, I would like to hear Omar's first because I that's oh, yeah. gonna that's gonna determine Don't my life. Don't let him sway line. you. No, I want to hear. So yeah, I walked in the room and I, I was like, guys, there's only one right answer. And you I was see, waiting for you it. You see a brick of cocaine on the beach or mm-hmm. anywhere. You acknowledge it and you keep moving. What? That's what? It. You keep moving. You don't. You don't want any part of this because Omar. the cartel people are bad people. But they don't know that that's on the beach. Right? right there. They They're don't not know you have Listen, you don't know that. Okay, and all I'm saying is that people, they put trackers in these mm-hmm. devices. Once things dry out, it might reactivate the the the, the, uh, the trackers. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Somebody has put... a lot of experience <laughs> in this world. <laughs> Who knows if they they, they have they put a certain ingredient into in the cocaine. Mm-hmm. To, so when no, they I, start selling I, it. I, the... I watch Mayans. I know okay, this you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so you I'm... test, you put it in a little test tube, and then you shake it, and if it turns blue, it's pure. No, no, no. I'm saying or like whatever. they might put a secret ingredient to know it's a, sa- a certain strain or whatever. So it's like this card. Tell that's my product you're selling, bitch. I'm gonna come and I'm gonna kill you. How are Number they gonna one, know that it's was you, way too serious. Right? Agreed. Mm-hmm. Sound real, to be yeah. honest with you. <laughs> How are they gonna know it's you? How do they even once, know where it went? Once you start selling it and they're like, hey, we got the hookup, dude, people talk. No, you get mm-hmm. a dude to sell it for you. Exactly you don't sell it yourself. Exactly my point, no. which now oh, I don't really? have Omar. Really? Yeah. Here's what you I would do. You don't know anything do. about business, man. Here's oh. what I would do. Yeah. Uh, it washes up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, cool. I put it in my knapsack. I take it home. I cut off a chunk for me, for some fun times. Some for me, some for you. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> and then I call someone like, say, an Omar or someone that's not a pussy ass Well, you have Kev Dog now. You have Kev Dog now. <laughs> and then I call them and say, listen, this is yours. Give me 20%. Mm-hmm. That's all I want. Because oh, you're going to negotiate it with the cartel? I want No, not the cartel. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this with a local dealer. Yeah, but mm-hmm. this schmo, street uh-huh. guy. once he gets ch- chased down by the cartel, he's going to rat you out like that. He's and then flip guess on what you. happens? Yeah. They come to my house, and I'm like, wait, what are you even saying? And then they're like, <laughs> <laughs> that usually works for cartels. And then, even even cartels. And then they're saying. like, we're talking about the 20% behind you that you clearly negotiated. <laughs> yeah, and I'm yeah. like, I don't, I'm so mad about I don't know what you're saying. And then I'm best friends with the cartel. That's how you see I it watch, working. I'm sure I watch Mayans. Okay. That's how it uh, works. Mayans wouldn't tell you that. that no, you they, would be best friends with the cartel. My head would be blown off. <laughs> right. Jensen? 
Oh, I 100% I'm like, I found Coke! Someone yeah. come help! I would I would give up in two seconds. I mean, before he found it, he'd yeah. be like, I feel like there's Coke around. Yeah. Let's get I'd out of like, here. The, cartel, the cartel's name's on it. It's denied or whatever yeah. they wrote. But, I, that, but uh, also, you can't go to the cops, dude, because like... It, I found like, it on the beach. I'm telling you, you just leave it and you move on. But don't the you worry, like, like, what if a kid finds it then and then you're responsible for the kid? Then that kid is clean in his room real quick. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> the parents are going to thank me. He's doing homework like crazy. Oh, man. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Uh, Jensen. Yes. You are uh, having a baby when? How long from now? Uh, about five weeks, a little under five weeks. Five weeks. Mm, Can yeah. you tell that Danielle is pregnant? <laughs> yes. Oh, really? Oh, my God, yes. I mean, she's been posting pictures on Instagram. She is Just very... because she told you? No, no, no. She is very pregnant. How can you tell, though? Her belly uh-huh. is extended uh-huh. into a way that right now I believe a four-pound baby is uh, inside of it. Okay. Like after I have a burrito, like that. Uh, this would be a burrito uh, the size of like a cleaning bottle, I think is what it said today. Okay. Yeah, okay. on the app that we use. Well, the reason I ask is because I'm about to read a first person report from a woman in Britain named Clara Dolan. Here's the first line of the article. This is going to blow your mind when I say these words. Hundreds of babies each year are born in the United Kingdom to mothers who didn't know they were pregnant. I have never Hundreds. understood this. Hundreds. They didn't have Is that one a British time. thing? Is it's it way an, worse there? Oh, it's, it's, it's an everywhere thing. It is. I'm, wow. It's probably thousands in America. There's Hundreds. a TV show just based on it where people basically have babies in toilets. Yeah, yeah. Hundreds, though. How, you must be wondering, Jensen, especially you with what you've been living with for the last seven and a half months, how this is even possible. I have no idea. Here's what uh, Miss Dolan says. It was Monday morning. I woke up at 4 a.m. with the worst period cramps I had ever had in my life. I had taken the pill continuously for the past six months with no breaks. I thought this is my first period coming with a vengeance. I thought, why does it have to come back on the first day of my new job? Mom gave me some aspirin and said, you need to go. Off you go. The pains were slow and lasted maybe a half a minute. It was nothing like I'd ever experienced before. I was sweating bullets. When I got to the office, the pain came over me, and I remember the pen breaking in my mouth and my nails digging into my notebook. I hurt so much. I turned to my mentor and said, I've got to go. I'm not doing well. Kevin, here's the part I think you liked. So when I get home, I'm searching through my bag, and my keys are not in there, so I have to call a locksmith. Yep. (laughs) This is her day. That's fantastic. The locksmith took two hours to get there. I'm walking around quite a lot because it helps the pain. Everything was going through my mind. I was thinking of dates, meaning when she might have had sex. But I was thinking, wait, that would be impossible. I would be nine months pregnant then. The locksmith came, and I was really desperate. He said, I'm just going to have to break your door down to get you in there faster. So I get in, I get into bed in my pajamas. The only place I feel comfortable, however, is on the toilet. At this point, the pains are getting closer together and I'm starting to scream. For no reason, I mean, no does she's starting to scream, by the way. Right. The building caretaker hears me and says, call the ambulance. There's something seriously wrong with her. At this point, I'm bleeding, but really heavily. Uh, The uh, caretaker didn't know what to do, so he knocks on my neighbor's door, who works from home. I've never met her before. She walks into my bathroom, and I'm half naked on the toilet. I tell her I think I'm having a miscarriage. Mm. My neighbor calls an ambulance. This is when my body just completely shuts down and does it all for me. I push and push twice and see a head coming out. (gasps) 
Oh, my God. My body is telling me to push the pain away, so I push again, and out comes my daughter, Amelia. She was full term and screaming. So there was was no one else with her. She did this by herself. Yes, and her her next-door neighbor, I guess. Her next-door neighbor who she'd never met before. She was full term screaming. She was crying, and so was I. I I completely broke down. People prepare to become parents. I had two seconds to figure out what's going to happen to me and what I should do. I even considered hiding it all. What does that I mean, don't by the way? know how this is possible. Like, the ambulance came and four paramedics were in my tiny bathroom. They took the baby away to check her over, cleaned her up a bit, and cut her umbilical cord. She was seven pounds, two ounces. That's not what? a small baby. Oh, that is not a small baby. Average yeah. size baby. Average, yep. Yes, I mean, you could almost understand if the baby was two pounds and was 10 weeks premature. You could almost, almost. sort of understand it, right? I don't because I'm in the mix, but yeah. <laughs> this was a full-term baby that weighed over seven pounds uh bean yes are there uh any pictures accompanying this article there is a picture of the young woman with her baby yes Just, wait you want a picture she... in the bathroom why do you ask, no, 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 no. Why do Just, you ask ellie uh what's her weight look like interesting you should say that she is <laughs> That's not a great fat. question what she is not fat and she says when you start asking all the questions, you know, she says, people have said this is all fake. This is just made up. She's like, no way. She said that she did not gain any weight, first of all. She said she's slimmer now than she was then. Uh, she says she never craved anything. She had no back pain. She had two periods during her pregnancy, which were more like small spotting. And she said the placenta turned out to be in the front and Amelia was at the back. So doctors say you don't hear the, you feel the cooking, the kicking as much. That's true. She's got that part, right? So this happened, by the way, every time my daughter was moving around, it would feel more like butterflies or that I needed to use the bathroom. It never felt like a baby punching around inside of me. That's unreal. That's crazy. And I'll send you this picture, Ellie, and you'll see she she is a very normal sized woman. Wow. So... Uh, I know that this is, I believe fully that this story is true and real as reported. It's still hard to imagine that it not only happened to her, but yeah. that it happens to hundreds of babies in that small nation. How? I, I don't understand I can't that. even imagine. Like the nesting that you and Danielle are going yeah. through. Like you're preparing for the baby. You've got so many thoughts every single day that center around that baby. Yes. Mm-hmm. She basically said, oh, there it is. I gave birth. This is my child. I'm a parent right now. Right, right now. now. Yeah. I can't Five seconds ago, I wasn't. How that just checks up your brain. <laughs> and especially since it sounds like just the only information I have is what we've I've just read to you. It doesn't sound like she has a partner, for instance, right? So she's like well, on she her did. own. Well, she, she did. did. Yeah, nine months ago. Yeah, that's how it works. It doesn't sound like she does though. Yeah. But, and now she's on her own with a baby, with a toilet nowhere, baby, a toilet no, baby, right? A toilet baby, yeah. <laughs> with no planning, and I don't think anyone would ever choose this as a way to go because obviously, you <laughs> oh, want, of course not. No, I'm saying you want prenatal care, you yeah, know, right? right. None of that. I'm curious. Does it mention at all? She said she was taking the birth control continuously, so you mm-hmm. don't get a normal period when mm-hmm. you right. do that. Would that pill have done any damage to the baby at all? That's what I thought. Oh. I don't is know that if you take it that. while you're pregnant? Because I'm not going to lie. I take that bad boy continuously. Uh-huh. And, uh... Oh, yeah, I haven't had sex. I'm good. <laughs> okay, sorry. I uh, got in my head. <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. How about the Kevin Bean Afroline? On the air once again with your calls at 323-520-AFRO. This is our 24-hour-a-day voicemail. You can leave us a message on any topic. And it's been a while, so I'm looking forward to getting caught up here. Holy sh- how long has DJ Omar Khan been hot? Damn, boy. A little less talking, a little more smiling. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, um, my wife is surprised. I'm sorry. My yeah, wife is surprised every single time she sees a picture of Omar. She, Omar, she always forgets how hot he is. Question. Who picks the calls to be on? Great question. Omar. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. Huh. Hey, guys. I have just met DJ Omar Khan at my son's school, Ramona. <laughs> junior high in Chino, and he is the nicest guy. Yeah, it was a brief second, but I wasn't. I was like Kevin when he met Magic Johnson. I didn't know what to say, but it was awesome. So I just wanted to hand it out to him. He is a solid cat, and my kids loved him. So thank you, guys. Bye. He's okay. a solid cat. Jeez. Okay. You don't now hear we, that every day. Now we see what's happening. Remember uh, Meow Yoki? I'll never forget it. Here's the theme song. Meow, 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 meow. Hey, if Meow Yoki isn't the number one freaking theme song of 2019, I'm going to burn that mother down. That was the most amazing piece of radio I've ever heard in my <laughs> entire life. Take it easy. <laughs> so three calls, yep. all three just heaping praise on the man who gave us the calls. Yep. Okay. Now we change topics. Hey, okay. you guys have an audio drop of an old guy saying, I can just about walk. I can't. Okay. Hold on a second. I can just about walk. I can't hold a walk. I can't see too far and I can't hear too good. Something, something. Can't see too far. Can't hear too good. What is he saying? What does he say? I can't holly talk? 
You're killing me. You're killing me. I can't holly talk. What does he say? I can just about walk. I can't holly walk. I can't see too far, and I can't hear too good. Yeah, he said I can hardly walk. Hardly walk. Yeah. I can hardly walk and can't I see too so. good. I can just about walk. I can't holly walk. I can't see too far, and I can't hear too good. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. I think it's hardly walk. Look, 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 look. I can't look. I'm listening to the radio. Why do you keep saying look? Can you just say listen? <laughs> He's I got a point. Try to make a note of that. Thank you, sir. So it's Thursday evening, and I was at the gym, and it was roughly 6 o'clock on the treadmill, and I look at one of the TVs, and there's Kevin and Bean. It's like, cool. Kevin and Bean's getting uh, interviewed over in uh, Atlanta. Look like maybe you're at the Waffle House like you wanted to. And then in the background was Jensen just scarfing down food. Didn't even look at the camera. Just was shoveling it in his pie hole. Jensen. Guys, it was a bit. That was awesome, too. I did on purpose. The camera was four feet from his face. I started eating food that wasn't there. (laughs) You were in the zone, too, though, man. Yeah. Uh, We talked about things that we were ashamed of that we may have done earlier in our lives. Hey, so secret shame. When I was a little... 16-year-old kid, uh, me and my friends used to drive around and throw water balloons from the sunroof of our cars at runners. And I don't think it hurt anyone, but, you know, a 60-mile-an-hour water balloon sure <laughs> doesn't feel great. Anyway, that's the secret chain. Yeah, yeah right. that, that qualifies. Yep. Hey, guys. Podcast listener in Minnesota. I just got a call from my kid's school that they're going to be canceled tomorrow. This would be four days in a row. Why, God, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a, a rough winter for the Midwest. We may not be at the top of our game. Hey, guys, podcast listener. I was listening to the What's Happening from Tuesday show, and oh, my God, you guys thinking that 65 inches is four feet? <laughs> Being saying he doesn't know what a roly-poly is? <laughs> Ali thinking a roly-poly and a millipede are the same thing? Like, Freaking A, how freaking stupid are you people? <laughs> Why do I keep listening to you? <laughs> That's, That's a great question. question. It's more on you than it is on us, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, this message is for Kevin Ryder. Uh, I just caught my kid doing some of your Radeon derf. Mm. He's running around the house talking about aliens and possible terrorists situations. He's forgetting all kinds of things. He can hardly even speak, Kevin. He can hardly even speak. He's four. He's four, Kevin. He's driving around with a low battery in his car all the time. Charges it for five minutes good enough. Let's go. Then cries at the end of the driveway and wants me to come back and get it, Kevin. I've had it. The derp's got to go. I don't know that that's all on me. I feel like Kevin may be that son's real father. (laughs) So I was listening to Bastille and I couldn't help but think, I think there's a better version of this song. Uh, could we get that played? Thanks. Lately, I've been, I've been thinking, you guys sound so much crappier. You guys sound so much crappier when the morning comes. You want to have some fun. But when you turn on the mic, we can hear you when you sound so stupid and so dumb. How are you, boy? Every moment with, would you like to take that back? Cause you talk for a living and I can't believe they let you broadcast on air. I don't know, that's a, that's a toss-up. You talk for a living. Oh. I cannot believe that you got 
guys get paid to do this. Sorry, I have to swallow. You guys are freaking idiots. I'm just a dumbass. This is a tribute to. Why? Tribute to Kevin and Bean. Tickets to sale uh, Friday, 10 at noon. Friday, 10 at noon? Why would I say that? <laughs> no. Nope. Very talented actor Dylan McDermott here on the K Rock Morning Show. What? That's us, right, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've ever called it that. You guys sound so much crappier. You guys sound so much crappier. 3-2-3-5-2-0-H-A-F-R-O, uh, 24 hours a day. <laughs> no Still Afro with an H? They had to do that emergency thing where they, uh, whatever it is, they, they put on you to bring your breath back or whatever. <laughs> but. <laughs> Probably not the best description. And right. then to get that response, just pours fire yeah. on the on the uh, you know gasoline whatever. How that however that one works. <laughs> Agreed. However that works. One eight hundred five two zero one zero one 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 three That's the number for the Kevin to beat Afro line. We have your calls on no. the air. What? No. Is that not mm-hmm. right? Three two three five two zero AFRO. Yep. That's the number oh, for the Kevin to beat Afro line. Jesus. It is the Kevin and Bean Show at 22 minutes after 9 o'clock. You are listening to... Oh, you already said that part. Yep. <laughs> hey, uh, Dr. Drew's on the phone, you guys. <laughs> I said that part like 12 seconds ago. You guys sound so much crappier. You guys sound so much crappier. Now, I know that's a tenuous... What's the word I'm looking for after tenuous? Anyone? <laughs> Bean's just being quiet on purpose, because that's the rule. <laughs> I know that's a weak example, is what I'm trying to say. Would it be a connection? A connection? connection? Could that be it? Thank you, Bean. Connection is the word I could not think of. Lately, I've been, I've been thinking. You guys sound so much crappier. You guys sound so much crappier. Wow, this is something. The only thing I can think is... Mistaken door, mistaken door. They, they mistaken thought they were doorbell to... identity. <laughs> no, I was thinking. I, I'm not sure how to say it, but they they meant to go to somebody else's house, got the wrong uh, apartment or condo or house number, whatever you have. How about wrong address? Like that? <laughs> that would have been a more succinct way to say it. Yeah, you guys are real. Dis- you're real. Con- <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? Discerning. You're really discerning. <laughs> Woo! Andrew Siciliano on the line. Uh, Andrew Siciliano, I should say. More pronounced the better. Huh? <laughs> what? You're right? More pronounced better. Oh, you blow. You blow. You blow, blow, blow. That's, that's the secret, success, secret to the success of that show. Well said. <laughs> wow. Jensen, you don't board the Titanic after it's hit the iceberg. <laughs> you know what? I'm just the band that keeps playing. <laughs> <laughs> 323. I'm going to try and get this right. 520-AFRO, 24 hours a day. Why did we agree to do this? Why did we agree to do anything? I hate us. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. I hate us. Allie. Bean. You're uh, cruising the real estate listings the other day, and you come across something you think you might want to buy. Indeed. I I don't know about you guys, but do you often look at, like, Zillow and Redfin, those type of All listings? All the time. I love it. Me, too. I'm a complete voyeur when it comes to other people's houses. If you get invited to someone's house for dinner, do you Zillow it? Yes. <laughs> See how much they paid for it? Absolutely. Well, I walk around my neighborhood, you know, with Linus, and anytime a house goes up for sale... Donna and I write down the address. We can't wait to get home and look it up and see what it looks like on the inside. Yes, Mm -hmm. totally. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. There is one house in particular that has been viewed more than 500,000 times on Redfin. And when I tell you that's a lot of views and it just went up 
on Wednesday of last week. Jeez. Okay. 500,000 views. Let me just explain this house for you. It's in a quiet Philadelphia suburb, 5,000 square foot colonial, gourmet kitchen, five bedrooms, hardwood floors, great school district. It's $750,000. It's a oh home in God. Maple Glen. What Comes a deal. Fully furnished, you guys. Wow. And it's fully furnished with a large finished basement, including whips, chains, bondage equipment, and a swing. Wait, yeah. Excuse me? <laughs> Wait, Whips. Hold on. Back up. Chains, bondage equipment, and a swing. All but, in the basement. But you said it's in a great school district? I mean, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Exactly. By the way, that house in L.A., what's that cost? Oh, $3 million? $3 million at least. Yeah. So the listing agent, uh, Melissa Leonard, says it's what I call a private adult playground or sexual oasis. They're calling it Fifty Shades of Maple Glen. (laughs) But neighbors are not happy about this, you guys. As you can imagine, finding out that someone lives in your neighborhood that enjoys sex is very disturbing to neighbors. This is America, Allie. We pretend that nobody (laughs) ever has sex ever. Well, here's one of my favorites. Um, This was on a local affiliate in Philly. A guy named Barry Katz, who's one of the neighbors, said, It's not for us. Take it downtown. Take it to Los Angeles or Hollywood or wherever. Just not here. What what possible difference can it make what your neighbors are doing as consenting adults in their basement? Amen. Amen. Next to your house. What possible difference can it make? It's pretty insane. You wouldn't even know it existed Mm -mm. unless they put it in the real estate ad. That's right. And that's the whole point of a lot of the neighbors that are like, why did you have to put that in there? You could have sold this house anyway. So Melissa Leonard, um, the real estate agent, was doing an interview with Slate, Mm -hmm. and she was approached by a really mad neighbor. And he's like, you got to take it down. We're very upset about the whole thing. Take it off the Internet. It's disgusting. We don't want that. And she said, if the owner wants those photos, that's his choice. And he said, look at all these people. They're driving here to see the sex house. And the woman was like, no, it's just because every single live TV truck is in the neighborhood because this is somehow a story now. It's insane. And you may be wondering, okay, well, 500,000 views on Redfin. Does that mean anyone's actually interested in the house or if they're just looky-loose? She said she had 38 showings scheduled through Wednesday. And she's not concerned that people are going to be not wanting the house because of the bonus Dungeon. Dungeon, if you will. Because I don't know. You can change it. You don't have to keep it like that. You can yeah, easily, you, you can easily you... turn that into a nursery. Amen. Exactly. When you buy a house that's furnished, <laughs> right. you keep what you want and you get rid of the rest. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of people are wondering why they're keeping it like that. Like a lot of places are staged differently. Why not stage it yeah. differently? Um, he rents out the house on Airbnb for up to $2,000 a night. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wanted to keep the uh, the accoutrements uh, in the house because a lot of people were renting it. Well, that's for more that. annoying to me. I don't want my neighbors Airbnb all the yeah. time. Yeah, amen, amen. <laughs> but um, the part of this article that I really kind of latched onto was this. I'm sorry for laughing, but the owner lost his wife last year. And then renovated the basement with this new girlfriend. Oh, no. (laughs) no. I didn't know that. Very dark turn. Wow, has his life changed. Even (laughs) creepier. He and his children, one in high school, one in college, live there part time. Sorry, mommy's dead. Here's my new girlfriend. She's going to be tied up in the basement. (laughs) It's the Kevin and Bean Show.
K-Rock. My bride and I drove across country yesterday from our home in New Orleans back to Seattle where, believe it or not... You mean last week? When you say yesterday, you mean last week? Yes, I do mean last week. Was it head trauma? It was. (laughs) It was. Um, Where we are uh, preparing to sell our house, so if any Kevin and Me listeners would like to live in my house, it's (laughs) going to be up for sale soon. That's what this is about. As we prepare to move. Yeah, so I need need you to call and tell me how many bedrooms you need. (laughs) So anytime we drive across country, I've done it multiple times throughout the years, I always look at it as a success if we get to the end of it and we haven't been in an accident and we haven't had car trouble and we haven't gotten any speeding tickets, right? Mm -hmm. Because 3,000 miles, it's pretty likely that one of those things is going to happen. Sure. So this time around was the closest we ever came to not only being in an accident, but to actually dying on the highway, driving back to Seattle. It was one of the most terrifying things that has ever happened to us. We're on the road. We're, we're almost, uh, almost back to Seattle. We're in uh, Yakima County in, uh, e- e- uh, in eastern Washington, and we're driving down the road. Were you going the wrong way, and Clark Griswold was like, hey, you're going the wrong way. <laughs> that's, no, a, that's a movie. Oh, it, yeah. it wasn't like that at all. So we're uh, in the right-hand lane, and there is a, an SUV in the left-hand lane. And I look up, and out of the corner of my eye, I see that this SUV is on Fire. <gasps> and fuego. While moving? And fuego while moving. Wow. And, I, and I want to make it clear to you guys that I am not talking about a small fire. I am not talking about a spark. This wasn't a situation where a tire came off and it was just the, you know, it was just the, the axle that was hitting the road and it was sparking. Did the no. driver know it or was he just like... This was... If I could whistle, that would have been better. This was fire that was... 10 feet wide. Wow. What? Wow. The entirety of the underneath of this SUV was on fire going out both sides. And it was, I mean, it looked like it was going to explode. I can't okay? believe you didn't just immediately pull out your cell phone and yell, World Star. That would have made you rich on the internet. So... I see this, and I realize I need to get as far away from this firebomb as possible. So I just start leaning, you know, to the taking the car off to the right, off to the side of the road, just to, off the road into the dirt, and yeah. you're going sixty miles an hour. Well, because yes. you're you're nervous, it's going to blow up. Yes, yeah. I very much think it's going to blow off. And the last thing I see before I start turning right to get off the highway is this vehicle is turning toward us. Oh, no. Okay? Oh, no. And I'm thinking we are all dead. Just like you on the scooter in Barcelona, Kevin, you are convinced that this is your final moment. Now, well, wait, I, wanna... I was by myself. You were with Donna? I was with Donna. Because that she... would be a disaster. She is on the phone. <laughs> Losing me is fine. Right. Losing Donna. That's we what I'm saying. Very upset. <laughs> she is actually on the phone because she had a little bit of a different perspective than I did because while I was busy guiding the car off the highway, she was looking at the driver of the van that was on fire. So we bring her into the conversation now. Now, so far, um, I have not exaggerated anything about what we saw. Right, Donna? No. In fact, the only thing that you under-exaggerated was the amount of fire was the kind of fire that I feel in my heart for you with love. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. God. That is Oh, I wish you'd both gone. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there was a there was a lot of fire, and while while I was busy getting us off the highway, yes. you looked over at the other driver. Now, what did you see, Donna? Right. Well, from my perspective and from Linus's perspective, who anybody who's ever driven with a dog knows your dog is not strapped into the car. So right. this was a terrifying, terrifying thing to see. The car actually flips around. It, it explodes underneath. 
it flips around so that it's now facing us. What is, <gasps> so is this a duel? Oh, my God. I swear to God, it's the craziest thing. It's like it's a little bit ahead of us, and it flips around to the right, so the driver is now going the wrong way on the highway. He is facing us, and he is he's about to flip into us. And oh, he, my God. We literally, for like two seconds, make eye contact, and it was this, it's one of those very slow-motion things where I see him and he sees me. Was he hot? And <laughs> he was actually really attractive. Yeah. Um, awesome. And I thought, this is going to just suck because that his face was totally his money. And um, <laughs> You don't want him to get burned, right? <laughs> He sees us. I'm glad in the last in the last seconds of Donna's life, she's looking for a way to upgrade. Yeah. No, I wasn't looking to upgrade. I just felt bad for him because he's a young man with a lot of hot women ahead of him. Sure. If he plays his cards right and gets okay. out of the spin, so he's he finally he looks up and he sees that he is about to flip his car into us, and he steers the opposite direction. He steered into the median. It was like he he saw the horror on my face. I saw the horror on his face. And he literally steered the other way. And in doing so, which was super kind of him, he flipped his car four times. Oh, Oh my gosh. No. Because... Because the median is not a flat median. It is a ditch. Oh. Was was it John Wick? I've never seen anything like it in my life. He was about to flip his car into us, and instead of doing that, he, he, like... Through himself, you know, under the bus. There was a bus. Oh my god! This story has everything. Oh wow! It was was just crazy. And Bean, I have to say, Bean is an amazing professional stunt driver. I have never Mm. in my life been with anybody Mm. who remains so unbelievably calm. He just, he just kept saying. Literally, he just kept saying, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. We're going to just get off the road. Do not worry. I've got this. I've got this. And he oh, just, he Was he just, doing 20, 20 or 25 miles per hour? I mean, we were we were in the high 80s range. I mean, oh, this, wow. is the, wow. this is the open highway. This is the last push to get home. Gotcha. It has been a very, very trying five days in the car, 24 hours together. So we want to get out of there. Donna was praying he for was, sweet death at this point. Let me just... <laughs> But let me just say, because I know we don't have a lot of time here. So Donna's right. So this car flips over three or four times. And I think there is no question that it is going to explode because there was so yeah. much fire. So much but, fire. But we didn't see any fire coming off the car when it ended up landing on its roof. Thank God. Yeah, I don't know whether like, somehow the fire went out or what. Itself. So you mm-hmm. kept going. Uh, no, we pulled over. Oh, okay. and, and no, then, we pulled over. And then, Don, and then Donna, and this is a real gut moment, Kevin. I want you guys to all think about Donna this. Donna got his number? Donna no. started cooking s'mores? <laughs> no. Hey, Donna said. Listen up. <laughs> no, right, listen sorry. to what happened. Donna said, you need to go make sure that dude's okay. You need yeah. to go maybe pull that guy out of the car. Oh, man. Yeah. And I'm thinking, that car is going to explode. Yeah. If, do I? How close do I want to be to that car? But on the other side, obviously, that dude probably needs help. Yeah. But mercifully, before I had to make that decision, I saw that there were a bunch of people that stopped on both sides of the highway behind us. They were already getting out of their cars oh, that's and good. going over there. So I didn't have to look like a pussy, and those guys were able to be heroes. <laughs> that's good, because I don't think you could have accomplished that. 
Um, I mean, I think if we had been alone, if we had been the only two cars on the road, I think I absolutely would have had to do it. I think you can't just leave yeah, in a yeah, situation sure. like this. You can't. But here's the good news, you guys. So we waited until early evening, and Donna called the Yakima Police Department to get the update to find out what happened because we were convinced that whatever happened was bad inside that car. Right. It turned out that that guy had his family with him. Oh, no. They were all strapped in, and they only had my... Donna? Donna, are you okay? <laughs> you okay? <laughs> Smoke inhalation <laughs> from that tra- that crash. Did you did you faint? <laughs> oh no! I'm sorry. <laughs> that, um, was, that was my little my squeaky bottle of water. I'm sorry. It was it was making noise. I didn't. Okay. I didn't do anything. It uh, turned out they were all fine. Turned out uh, they went to the hospital, minor injuries, they were all fine. So nobody wow. got hurt, even though it, it was uh, we, were se- we were seconds away from both of us colliding into a fireball and blowing By the out, way, so. what an amazing yeah. dude to see that he was about to take you out yeah. and go oh, the other sure. direction. That's unbelievable. Well, I think, uh, I think so too, but was it also just self-preservation because he yeah. was just trying to avoid being in an accident? He was in an accident. He rolled four times. I mean, he was trying to avoid you guys, I think. He was trying to avoid hitting us in in favor of wow neither of you will give him credit i know no no no. i totally i 100 gave him credit in fact when i called the police i said this guy is a hero he totally saved our lives we would be dead if he had not sacrificed himself and do you have his cell phone number oh yeah she definitely asked that i'm so sad i'm so sad the police don't give you that kind of information Uh, no matter how much you beg just so so. you know now we do know that if bean's car ever catches on fire he's driving into any car near him (laughs) clearly that's your instinct <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. You're all doing great. Except for Kevin. K Rock. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You know... We don't get to talk to Dr. Drew as often as we like. He's very kind with his time to come on once a week for our questions. But when we don't have access to Dr. Drew, we just go to Dr. Beer Mug. It's just mm-hmm. as good. Same. Same Mugs knows just yeah. as much stuff as Drew does. But more available. Right, just more available. That's all. Hey, Dr. Drew, how are you? You know what's so funny about that, aside from how far amok <laughs> he, he might run, uh, <laughs> is that whenever I do print journal articles, They'll essentially call a Dr. Mug to, to ask about my opinions. That's right. They'll either ask a homeless person or a beer mug. Yep, uh, what sure. do you think about his opinion about this? Like, what? what? Oh, my God. Because but you're anyway. both equally qualified. Right. Exactly. Well, you guys are good, just good journalists. Dr. Drew, Dr. Muggs. Now, yeah, you guys bef- are good journalists. Thank you. Before we, go. before we get into what Muggs was telling us yesterday that we wanted to run by you, I, I, I'm curious about this. Um, your patients, do you feel that the Internet has made them smarter in terms of health issues, or is it because there's so much bad information on the internet it has made them dumber regarding health issues? I, I don't know whether to laugh out loud or sob uncontrollably way in worse. response to that question. I'm really? It, way worse. It's not that it's worse. Okay. Because uh, it, it's nice to have motivated, informed patients. Mm-hmm. The problem is they don't understand the difference between information and the application and the wisdom associated with the application of information. So, That's why we go to mugs. Yeah, exactly. You go to mugs for that. Stuff. Yeah. But but 
but the the material they bring in is always second year medical school material and they present it as though they're presenting me with material that I should know and they're experts and they're bringing me the latest and it's of course it, it literally is people coming in and going Dr. Pinsky did you know the sky is blue it is blue <laughs> it is blue I, yeah yeah I know Have you ever told blue. the patient shut up no, I don't Have you ever think told so. him get off the internet? But, but I've yes. Okay. Yeah, right. Stay off. Don't, stay off Google. Don't, don't confuse your Google search with ten years of medical training. Right. Mm-hmm. It's and, a very different thing. And one other thing before we get to mugs, and that is, is it true that no matter what you have, no matter how insignificant it is, if you go to WebMD, you'll be convinced you're dying. Right, which is why there was this phenomenon called medical student syndrome. Medical students during the first two years of medical school would get highly preoccupied about their health and having this and that and everything. Is that right? Because because when you don't have the wisdom of seeing it clinically a thousand times, when you read about it, it seems like something you could have. Hold on, Dr. Drew. Is that true, Dr. Muggs? That is correct. My I can confirm that. My colleague is correct. Okay. 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 All right. So I I brought up... I'm not sure if I had a chill or threw up in my mouth. <laughs> so, Drew, I had a, uh, I brought up, and, you know, we talk about a ton of topics in our meetings after the show, and I brought up that I had seen a very surprising survey, study, I should say, on CBS News the other night that colon cancer in young people has been going up, and they're not exactly sure why that is. It's going down in older people, up in younger people. And, Muggs, that's when you jumped in, and you had a lot of uh, knowledge on colon cancer. Yes. Uh, Dr. Pinsky, did you know oh. that... <laughs> Not even posed it. Yes. <laughs> it's not even posed as a question. I love that. Did also, you know? he went with Pinsky, which is like a more of a peer thing. Correct. Right. Dr. Mm-hmm. Drew is his stage Of course. Of course. I agree. So if you eat spicy foods or or hot sauces or anything that contains a spice element to it, that it greatly reduces your risk of colon cancer down the line. I, I didn't. I don't know of that data. Where is it published? Well, I heard it from a guy in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Okay. So hold on, Mugs. So you've presented your side, Doctor yeah. Drew. You've never even heard that rumor. No, never heard that rumor. And and always be very careful when people report associations. That doesn't mean causation. We first have to do the studies that tell us what's causing things. And right now, we don't really know what's causing the increase in colon cancer. We know some of the ways to reduce the risk. Eating spicy, spicy food. Spicy food, we yeah. heard. Bulk, bulk, non-absorbable bulk, very good. Things like psyllium husk, that kind of thing. And then if you're somebody, now you can do genetic testing, right? You can do to go to color.com, as we've all done. Turns out I have something called Lynch syndrome that increases my risk of colon cancer, so they've increased my screening with colonoscopies, and that reduces my risk Dr. of colon Muggs, cancer. Dr. Muggs, do you concur? What do you say to the fact that most of the Mexican population has a low rate of colon cancer? <laughs> you made that, that up. Is that a fact? I heard that from another guy. <laughs> okay. I will say, though, I will say I've been doing a little bit of research here on the Internet. Dr. Muggs, uh, well, first to Dr. Drew question, the Journal of Clinical Investigation, is that something important? Yeah, it's a good one. Spicy food lovers, the active ingredient found in chili peppers could reduce the risk of, of colon cancer. Is it, is, it, is it just like fire coming out of your butt so it's burning bad stuff on the way out? No. You, oh. got, you have to think chemically. There must be something in the chemical of capsaicin or one of those spicy elements that is somehow interacting with the surface of the colon that's changing the way these abnormal growths we call polyps emerge. I'm sorry, I gotta give the first round to Dr. Beer Mug. Thank you. First round, Dr. Beer Mug. First round to Dr. Beer Mug. I concur. And again, 
At this point, it's an observation. It's mm-hmm. an observation. Okay. It's not a cause. All right. Okay. Second, second topic, Birmak. I don't know how it came up, but you had thoughts on kidney stones. Dr. Pinsky, did you know <laughs> that adding lemon juice to your water greatly reduces the production of kidney stones? Certain kinds of kidney stones, acidification of the urine might be worthwhile. So, and but Whoa. the main thing might is, for certain types might be. Yeah, and and it, it, the main thing though is go ahead and take lots of fluids because that will re- it reduce your risk of yeah. kidney stones. And I can also back that up through a Harvard study. So he's right. So oh, Harvard was my understudy. So <laughs> I'm glad to know that I've got somebody covering for me that actually looks into the literature before right. he makes declarations. Round two, yeah. Dr. Moss. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I got it. Well, I think that was a draw. I think they draw. both, okay. both were aware and both yeah. agree right. with that. All right. Do you have any other crazy theory you want to my, use my, as a tiebreaker here, Muggs? I got to say, though, the, the, the most extraordinary thing is where Muggs finds his information. I'd like mm-hmm. to talk to this dude. He at talked this, to a guy, yeah. At this tequila bar. You got another one? Yeah. We need a tiebreaker. My Final piece here is, okay. unlike the first two, which I really haven't been able to test. I mean, I do eat a lot of spicy food. Mm-hmm. I haven't passed any kidney stones. I don't drink that much lemon water, which I need to. Let's get to the third one, if you don't mind. Here's the third one. <laughs> Dr. Pinsky, did you know that smoking marijuana greatly induces the endorphin and serotonin uptake in your brain while working out? Well, I, I would. that makes perfect sense to me. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, and it does that at a baseline too so it's it, i think what you're saying is that it it amplifies the serotonin endorphin effects of exercise yeah. and that makes sense to me well, so, but that wasn't a tiebreaker now we're tied again no but you know what we've done is we've established that we have two great physicians <laughs> on staff <laughs> working on the show what, yeah. what we know is that they're equally equally smart Again, we got to find the oracle of El Coyote. I've got to find that. One. <laughs> <laughs> equally smart, equally qualified. DrDrew.com is where you want to go for all of the great podcasts. Also, details on the midday live show on 790KBC from noon to 3 Monday through Friday. And don't forget, you can download the Heal app of the App Store or Google Play and have Beer Mug come to your home and perform an operation on you. Thanks, Drew. We'll talk to you next week. Scared. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Dave put up something on at Kevin and Bean on our Twitter account yesterday asking what your favorite soundbite was Mm -hmm. and the response was by the hundreds people weighed in with what they love to hear which is so weird to me that sounds great let me know how that goes (laughs) (laughs) i mean look i love sound bites too i mean i lay them down every single day and cut them up every single day and play them every single morning. He's a genius when it comes to Well, I enjoy them. I mean, I think they're fun and I think they make, I think they add to the production value of the show, but I can't for a million years imagine having a favorite and calling up and saying, hey, I want to hear that. All right, here's some of the responses that we got immediately after Dave put up my favorite Kevin Bean soundbite is and then fill in the blank. I am on Lemonade, I guess is essentially how you'd pronounce it, on Twitter, asked for this one. Nobody asked you, Kevin! Oh, that's great. <laughs> we all love that one. <laughs> we, cer- we certainly do. This is uh, Mark Awokeness, who writes in and says, My favorite is... Gene Baxter and Kevin Ryder were lying. <laughs> that could have been said so many different points in our career. He says, uh, Gene Baxter and Kevin Ryder were lying, especially knowing the context. <laughs> and by the way, I would just like to say for the record, and nobody remembers this, it's just one of those Mandela effect things, 
It was Mark and Brian. You agree? Mm-hmm. Okay. It was Mark and Brian who were on Unsolved Mysteries, and for some reason, just because we're two white guys, everybody thinks it was us. One people said it was us, and it just yep. snowballed into now everybody thinks <laughs> one, I mean, people. one people. Mm-hmm. And they were the American Indians. <laughs> uh, Eva Famoon writes in, her favorite Kevin Bean soundbite? Here's one we haven't heard in a long time. Used to be very popular on the show. Yeah, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Old time Kevin and Bean fans will remember Cucamonga Heat. Here is a Brady writing in. Jensen, you're going to be very happy. This is fairly new to the mm-hmm. repertoire, but here's Brady's favorite. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best ever, in my opinion. Angel, also on the Kevin Bean Twitter account. Again, I wouldn't have thought of this, but here's the one that Angel, every day, is hoping ends up on the show. Wheel in the sky keeps on turning. Oh, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> that's Rob Delaney, isn't it? Yes. Yep. Amazing. Sure is. <laughs> Amazing. All right, and one more from the tweet, and it is Jeremy. Allie, you're going to uh, never... This is going to be on your, your tombstone, I mm. think, when wow. you go. Lady Gaga! Oh, sweet Jesus. (laughs) Only if we're in charge of her tombstone. That's a a beautiful sound, though, isn't it? A beautiful sound. All right, are we willing to give this a try? Sure, yeah. All right, I can't believe we're doing this for the first time ever 30 years in, but let's see who's up first. Uh, Jesse and Walnut, good morning. How's it going, guys? Good, thank you. Favorite soundbite? Me and my girlfriend's favorite soundbite is the Jesus one. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> now, why is it you like that so much? Because. Jesus. Because Jesus. All right. Thank you, Jesse. Appreciate the call. Marcos in Cyprus. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good. Thank you. Uh, my favorite is uh, I love hot Cheetos. Oh, when that's I eat hot Cheetos, I get crazy. I just love hot Cheetos. <laughs> no. I love so much. <laughs> I think that's one of my favorite, too. Amen. <laughs> Thank you for the call, Marcos. Uh, all right, let's go to Michael. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. What, what do you like? Uh, get your head out of your ass. All right, I have two. Let's see which one of them it is. Also, um, when you get around to it, would you pull your head out of your ass? All right, that's not it. How about this one? Wake up and pull your head out of your ass. Mm. Oh, that's not it either. All right, let me try this one. Could you please get your head out of your ass? It's not a hat. Okay. <laughs> uh, Kevin must be on your end. I don't think we have that one. Well, how do we not have uh. his caller with his favorite soundbite on the Kevin and Bean Show? Michael, you do an impression of it. All right, this one? You have your head up your ass. It's the one from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. How many different do you have your head up your ass's clip do you think we have? <laughs> <laughs> we just played three of them. How do we have more? Come on. Right. I think we're drawing a. I think right. we're drawing a blank right. on that. Oh, one. I mean, Sorry, we gave Michael. them three tries. For we God's did. sakes, we're only human. All right. Well. All right, let's move on to another caller. All right, let's go to um, Ryan uh, in Buena Park. Good morning, Ryan. Hey, good morning. So, what happened to the what happened clip? Did the FBI make you guys take it down? What happened? <laughs> now, was that Tiger Woods' mom? It was Tiger Woods' mom. What happened? When he, was, when he was on the news after the whole thing broke down with his wife smashing his car up with a golf club, that was her comment after she saw it on the news. She woke up that day and she was like, What happened? And uh, since, since you also mentioned the FBI. The FBI! Which, as you know, is certainly one of my favorites of all time. I appreciate the call so much, Ryan. All right, let's go to... Uh, Anthony in Compton. Good morning, Anthony. Hey, this is Ebola guy. <laughs> how, how are you known as Ebola guy? Because that's your Ebola, favorite drop? That was, the funniest, that was the funniest thing. Oh, my God. I love, you guys have been forever. Ebola is a, don't 
touch your friend. No touching. No eating something dangerous. <laughs> Those were good times. We were all dying of Ebola, weren't they? All right, let's do one more before the break. Can we uh, Can we make it, uh, Alex? Line six, please. Uh, right, Alex. Good morning. Good morning, party people. Favorite soundbite? Uh, it's a recent one, and it's just the timing of it always gets me. Uh, it's the Hispanic-sounding guy that says, do we need all of that? <laughs> do, do, do we need all of that? <laughs> that guy was an eyewitness to a robbery in a convenience store. That came out of the news one day, but it has proven to be very helpful for us here on the show. Great choice, Alex. That's a 2019 drop, I yeah. think, isn't wow. it? All right, what's your favorite soundbite? I can't believe we're doing this. Try to play yours next on K-Rock. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Flame. We're talking about Kevin Bean's sound bites. Uh, a lot of people who listen to the show, thank you, by the way, for that. Uh, you care enough to have a favorite. Uh, we're hearing from all over. For instance, here's uh, Acacia, who writes in on the Kevin Bean Twitter account. This is her favorite. I don't watch the news <laughs> because I'm a kid. All right, here's like Matt's best. Matt Steele's favorite. Yay! Sure. Everybody loves the kids. Sure. Uh, Simba requested this one. Will Glenda be there? <laughs> <laughs> And our speaking of our old friend Mike Catherwood, he weighed in as well. This is his favorite. Murder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the murder button. Daniel in San Clemente. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Good. Thank you. Favorite sound. One, one of my favorites is Chuck Henry when he was crying about the... Oh. <laughs> You don't play it anymore. This might be my favorite of all time. Yes. Um, there was a fire, and the fire department told all of the media, get out. You have to get out. Yeah. Chuck Henry said, nope, I'm good. And then the fire just destroyed his van. Here's the longer version of him uh, crying about it. I feel so badly for, for the people that lost their possessions. You know, the truck. Who cares? Stupid truck with a bunch of equipment in it. I was inside the truck. I tried to get it started. It wouldn't start. I jumped out of the driver's seat, and all there was was flames. I saw Lee. He was outside, and I couldn't see where to go. He just said, hey, Chuck, Chuck, and he's calling at me. It was a fireman. And I just ran in his direction. He grabbed me, and he literally threw us in the back of his truck. Uh-oh, we're in trouble. That's the best. Yeah, why don't you leave when you're told to leave, a-hole? Thank you, Daniel. Appreciate the call. Let's go to line four. This is a deep cut from Julian calling from Los Angeles on the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, Julian. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah, uh, it was during the Cycle Mike days, uh, Man Cannon. <laughs> Remember, George Takei, here it is. Man Cannon. I mean, I don't... <laughs> I suspect he uses that a lot in his real life, but it was a very funny clip. Thank you for that. Let's go to Dylan, line five, up next, Long Beach weighing in. Hey, Dylan. Hey, good morning, guys. How is everyone today? We are good, thank you. Favorite soundbite? Uh, my favorite one has to be... Asshole. Asshole. <laughs> Dueling assholes. That's your favorite? It does come okay. in handy very often. Thank you for the call. Appreciate that. Carrie weighing in on the Kevin Bean Twitter account. An old favorite. This was a success. I, I mean, love it. I mean, come on. Oh. Let's go uh, to line seven. Let's go to Tracy in Manhattan Beach. Hi. Yeah, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, too much information. Oh, Victor Fuentes. Right. Here's the thing about the great <laughs> Victor Fuentes. Classic. We have we got so much response on Dave's poll yesterday about Victor Fuentes. Let me just give you a bunch of Victor because you can't have too much Victor. Mm -mm. No. I mean, he's that guy. He's too much information and man. He's couple. Remember? By the way, this is a guy who's calling 911 yes. to get help. Yeah. Hell no. <laughs> 1612 1. 
Hello. <laughs> and one more. Victor Fuentes. Yeah, Victor. Oh, I love him. Love him so much. And we could never track him down, right? We tried hard. We just couldn't. All right, Kevin uh, on line four. This is one of Kevin's favorites as well. San Gabriel yeah. weighing in on the Kevin Beach. What do you got? Anderson Cooper laughing. <laughs> this happened on the air. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> That's one of my favorites too. Great. All right. I think we probably only have time for one more, but I suspect we'll be revisiting this topic. Why don't we go to Susan? She's streaming us in Boston, Allie. Two days in a row we've had listeners from Boston. Crazy. Susan, good morning. Hi, everybody. How are you? We are good. good. Thank you. What's up? Great. All right. This is an old one, probably 15 plus years. The little kid going fatty, 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 fatty. Just look into your fat file, Bean. <laughs> well, I got. We you used know, to have one million fat files, and then we stopped doing it. I'm not going to lie when I tell you that it's going to be tough. Sad let's, Kevin sounded. Because uh, they're so take, great. Hold on, let's see if this is it. Fat, drunk, and stupid is nope. no way to go through life. That's so. right. How about this one? You've been called a vile, disgusting pig. <laughs> Fat, lecherous loser. I don't Which that. would you prefer I called you? Okay, how about... Well, maybe I'm not the norm. <laughs> I'm not camera friendly. <sighs> I don't wear clothes that fit me. <laughs> I'm not a heartbreaker. I haven't had sex with a woman. <laughs> I don't know how that works. I guess I don't fall in line. I'm not hygienic. I don't wipe properly. I lack style. I have no charisma or self-esteem. I don't own a toothbrush or let my scabs heal. Can't reach all the parts all right. of my body. Okay. Was that it, Susan? No. No. All right. No. Let's. That's see. not the one. Okay. Let's hear some more. Okay. Let's see. Is it, uh, we have to find. I'm it. a huge tub of lard. All right. That's uh, probably done. Not it. Great. It's the fat one. No. Shut up, fatty, fat, fat pants. Oh, that's close. very close. Is that close. it, Susan? Close. No, very close. No, okay. That's not, okay. So the bigger the cushion, the better the pushing, right, Charlie? Well, I'm telling you, hey, you know, a lean dog just for shout raising, a fat dog just for show. The more healthy girls are showing up all right, but them skinny girls, I don't know. I love that, dude. Charlie, that's not it. Oh, I, I think I got it for you. Fatty, fat, 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 fatty, fatty, fat, fat. There it is. Is that it, Susan? I think it's close, but I'll take it. The Kevin Bean Show mornings on K Rock. K Rock. K Rock. K Rock. Sounds kind of boring. I don't know how they do it, but they never disappoint. It's time for What's Up with Florida. Hit it, Steve. You got yet, people of Florida? You bunch of bastards. Florida. 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 What's up with Florida? You always have the craziest news. What's up with you? This uh, will not surprise any regular listeners of this program, but get ready. A new television series called Florida Man could soon be making its television debut. Of course. Florida, as you know, produces some of the nation's most bizarre news stories. And now the Oxygen Network has plans to showcase some of the state's most outlandish crimes. 
especially focusing on murder. You said, uh, I'm sorry, you made a mistake. You said the Oxygen Network. Oh, a lot of yes. murder on Oxygen. Oh, okay. A lot right. of murder. Yeah. When the murder is so bizarre, the motive is so far-fetched, and the crime so outlandish, it sounds like something from a Hollywood screenplay. There's a good chance it was actually committed by a Florida man, said the network in its show descriptions. Jensen, you're telling me your show might not get picked up, but Florida man is coming to the Oxygen you know Network? <laughs> TV times are weird. <laughs> they are weird. Uh, is that a show you guys would watch if they had a show called Florida Man? I mean, if it comes on like right after Snapped. I might watch a little bit of it. Snap! Oh, women, that snap! (laughs) Really? They have a show called Snap. Oh my gosh! And that's about women like flipping their wig. Like that's about like just losing it. Nuts. Just uh, like they have put up with enough. Oh wow! Now I seek my revenge. Like killing the abusive husband. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Are you kidding me? It's been on for like a decade. Uh, look, I don't get the Oxygen Channel. Same. Okay? Oh, I mean, oh I, yeah. I you have to show proof channel. of your uh, vagina <laughs> right, to exactly. get it. Yeah. Police were called to a Burger King where they found a woman named Jamie Westcott, 35 years old. <clears throat> She's in the toilet and she was screaming. So the Burger King staff <laughs> there, they said, hey, something's going on in the restroom here. If there's <clears throat> any way you could come check it out. So they arrive, and she consented to a search of her property and person. And while the police officer was uh, feeling her up, uh, basically, he, he, he reported, she reported, I should say, that something hard was felt on the right side of her groin area. The officer said, what's going on down there? And she said, I'm not going to tell you what's, what's going, going on. What's going on down there? Uh, <laughs> yep. What's going on, you know? What's going on? Down, down there. Down there. <laughs> she refused to say what the contraband was. The police officer said, look. Look, there's additional charges if we take you in and you bring contraband into the jail. And she said, all right, you got me. I effed up. It turned out she had not one, not two, not five, but seven full syringes of drugs in her vagina. (gasps) Oh, my God. The syringes had a clear substance inside. Uh, The report did not identify the liquid as tests are now being carried out. So she was charged with possession of drug paraphernalia, resisting an officer without violence, uh, and introducing contraband into a penal institution, which is a felony. I want to smell it. I don't, I don't think you do. I don't think no. you want that. Mm-mm. Seven syringes wow. in your vagina. What? I mean, does she never heard of a purse? I mean, there's got to be an easier way to handle this, right? Meat purse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's a uh, story that made national news. Perhaps you saw it. This is a uh, 23-year-old named Dylan Shane Webb. He was pulled over by the police the other day in Florida, and the policeman said, Hey, um... That sticker that you have on the back of your truck that says, I eat ass, <laughs> I believe that is a violation of the state's uh, obscene material statute. How would a parent of a small child explain the meaning of the words, I eat ass? I don't know, but I'd like to see it. The guy, uh, the guy, uh, the guy basically said, sue me, take me to court. First Amendment right. You know what? That's and, the thing to stand up to. I, I agree. That's gonna, where I've had to die on the hill. That's mm-hmm. the one. That's where I've snapped. Sure. The, uh, <laughs> the deputy asked Mr. Webb uh, to alter the sticker so that it would no, no longer be derogatory. And he said again, no, First Amendment uh, grounds. I am absolutely not. Look, I have a right as a citizen to put I eat ass <laughs> on the back of my truck. <laughs> he should have taken a marker and just put H-O-L-E at the end of it. There you go. How about that? <laughs> 
He was arrested. He was handcuffed, placed in the rear of a squad car, and then booked. But the charges have been dropped, Is you guys. Is that right? The prosecutor's office agreed that a jury would likely find that he had a First Amendment right to I eat ass. USA! Right? USA! So that is a uh, that's a win for the First Amendment right mm-hmm. there. And I also am going to put an I eat ass sticker on my car now that I sure. know I can. Yeah. A uh, Florida man is facing charges of driving under the influence after he crashed his riding lawnmower into a police car on Saturday night. He's yes. 68 years old. His name is Gary Wayne Anderson. He crashed into the vehicle while an officer was away from the car. The cop heard the noise, walked back, saw the lawnmower, then noticed that the man was very drunk, was not able to complete the field sobriety tests, and that his demeanor ranged from laughing to aggressive. Mr. Anderson was taken into custody, but then he reportedly accused the police of poisoning him and asked to be taken to a hospital. So he's drunk. He's on a lawnmower. He hits a cop. And then he starts making up that the police poisoned me and demands to be taken to a hospital. He gets to the hospital, by the way. His blood alcohol content level is 0.241. Wow. Over three times the legal limit. And he also had cocaine in his system. He but that's that, what the cop put there. That's mm. what he says, Kevin. <laughs> he insisted that the police put the cocaine in his system, making his point with profane language and racial slurs. Excellent. He's doing everything right. <laughs> in case you're wondering, by the way, his driver's license has been suspended since 1978. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, the uh, police department told uh, reporters it's never a good idea to get behind the wheel drunk, even if that is a wheel to a craftsman, Massey Ferguson or John Deere. So stay off the lawnmower even if you are drunk. And finally, a Florida man got more than he expected when he decided to steal drugs from a Pinellas County home. He believed the pills he was stealing were powerful opioids. They were in a lockbox in a prescription bottle that said hydrocodone. Okay. So he thought, jackpot. This is exactly what I wanted. So he steals it. They've got all this on video, so they know that this is what happened, okay? For whatever reason... There weren't hydrocodone pills in that prescription bottle. They were gentle laxatives from Walmart. Oh. <laughs> Meant for gentle, dependable overnight relief. Now, I have so many questions about That's this. That's false advertising. He should it, sue. Why would you keep your laxatives in a hydrocodone bottle, first of all? In case you get robbed. Everyone knows that. Okay, but why would you put your laxatives in a lockbox? Yeah, that's all strange. This is very curious, isn't it? I think you're right. I think this guy needs to sue. I think he's got some sort of case. <laughs> just bad. That's just bad advertising is what that is. But it's the beauty of the Sunshine State, you guys. This has been What's Up With Florida. Florida. Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. I don't know if you need a whole a break or song. It's or, devastated it's an the intervention, country. Kevin. It's I don't an know an that we need any of that. <clears throat> look, look, look. And I, and I know, I know you're supposed to keep Nazism out of things. What? But in 1938, if somebody had realized the signs of the problem that was coming, maybe the World War wouldn't have happened. Okay, Kevin, you're such a disease. I'm sorry. Okay, hold on. He was comparing it. Yeah, it was. Okay, so, it wasn't right. Okay, what I'm saying that's all I is, need to know. We need to. Was step- that really where he was going? Yeah. Yes, that's where I was going. All because right. the same person who didn't identify Hitler as a problem is not identifying that we have some sort of a traitor or alien or something in our midst. Kevin admitted on the show this week he's not a fan of bacon. 
I like let me it. let that sink in for a second. I like, I like he, it. I he just doesn't love it, though. Don't love it. Like, if I get a breakfast and I get three pieces of bacon, uh-huh. I'll, I'll eat one. Oh, oh my God. God. I'll have one. Monster. I'll enjoy it. What happens not even, to the other pieces? Not even half. Give them away. Throw them away. Give, give them away. Throw them away. Throw them away. Whichever, I'm just saying. What do you, walk Cabin. around the restaurant? Who wants bacon? Who's a better person than me? <laughs> I, I think what we're saying is that... That's such Kevin, a weird restaurant. Kevin, Kevin is a, a better person is, than me, right? Raise your hand. Kevin is a bacon bitch is what we're saying. How is Kevin Ryder not in love with the bacon? Yeah! <laughs> he says he only likes it and he sort of enjoys it. No! I mean, it's, I do, I do like it. Now it's time to ask the question: What the hell is he thinking? I don't want to be friends with a man like that. Hell no! Hell no! Kevin is a bacon bitch. <laughs> Get on your knees and wow. eat it, eat it. Oh Kevin is Whoa. a bacon bitch. <laughs> Get on your knees and receive my swine. Whoa. Whoa. I don't feel like that. We don't need that at all. Now, I, now I'm back on your right? side, Kevin. You Everyone's have, on my side now. I shouldn't have had to hear that. <laughs> Look. Me like it. Look. I like, yes. I like it. But that's not enough. That's I like not, it. No, that's I not like enough. I like bacon. You didn't even eat half. You wanted uh, in my three. example? Yeah. You're a gross person. What is it that you don't like about it? I do like it. I don't What is love it you don't it. love about it? How is it? All right, let me put it another way. How is it not the greatest food you've ever had? Because other things, in my opinion, mm-hmm. taste better. But this is bacon, right? Which is We're, good. Says the vegetarian. Yes, right. I don't eat it. I have a guy who doesn't eat pigs. Thirty years. But my point is, he knows it's, it's st- good. Even it's he still, knows it's good. It's still bacon. Yeah, it's good. I agree. It's good. It's not good. It's great. Mm. Admit it's great. No, I'm not going to go great. What do you like? Turkey bacon. Oh, are you one of those? Not really. Not anymore. It's about the same. Anymore. About the same. It's about the what, same. Turkey bacon and regular bacon? Eh, yeah. Okay, thick cut bacon and regular cut bacon aren't even the same, and they're the same bacon. <laughs> I was very upset. <laughs> I'm, just saying, I'm just saying I like it. I don't love it. Do you object to bringing home the bacon? Is that something you'll do, or do you not even do that? I don't even understand that. That's an expression about making money. You guys, I have to stand next to this dude. Chip, oh, I don't know oh, how you do it. Gross. Need a hazmat it's suit disgusting. or something. I mean, like I that. feel like you might be blowing this out of proportion. I no, feel no, like a I bit. want you in a grave. That's what I feel so, like. But that doesn't seem like that's a little extreme. <laughs> so when this nation celebrates bacon the way that it does, right. you look at it and you say, "Don't get it." No, I just go, "Huh, I like it." Um, wow. Will you watch a movie with Kevin Bacon in it? <laughs> <laughs> or are they all just okay? <laughs> They're good. <laughs> uh, Christine says, I haven't eaten bacon since I became a vegetarian at eight years old. And even I remember bacon being amazing. It's good. It's not. <laughs> Stop it's, saying it's no, good. I'm not yeah. against I'm not an against her. I'm, yes, against, I'm for it. You are. I, no, I'm for bacon. Wow. I'm saying it's good. Right, but the, good. It's good. it's good. Bacon is good. Uh, bacon What's is wrong great. with bacon is good? Bacon is great. Do you Has just it... order the LT? <laughs> <laughs> the, what's wrong with but, bacon is good is that it it under you know what it's like it's like that uh, World Cup soccer win yesterday was okay. You know what I mean? That's what it is. You're underselling thirteen to nothing when you say bacon is good, not great. Mm, that's fine. You understand the analogy? Uh, yeah, I do. Bean. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying is. 
it's it's not enough to say it's good. Right. But I thought, and this is just my bad. I'm just going to put this right out there. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. that this was subjective and that it mattered what my opinion was. No. I didn't realize at the no. time that it was objective. Yeah, you have to love bacon. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Like, no, I thought we well, could all have our own opinion. No, 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 no. no. Not no, here. No, no. Not no, in America. Not on Anne Frank's birthday. <laughs> Wait, what? Wow, wow. <laughs> Kevin is a bacon bitch. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Kevin, it sounds like you've got a new crush. Well, um, I'm not sure it's a new crush, but there is a morning show on ITV. Mm-hmm. Is that in Britain? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. There's a morning show there, and they interview uh, weirdos, and they try their best to sort of empathize with them, and they don't mock, and they don't make fun, but they just let that person explain what they're about. This is the same show that had on the woman who has sex with ghosts, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And tr- yep. treated her like she wasn't crazy. Yes, exactly. They actually try to make her believe that they're on her side, and they do it genuinely, I think. I mean, yeah. they really do. So the headline for the article that I didn't write and wasn't about me is, I slept next to my dead wife. That was the headline. Well, it sounded very natural coming from you. Yeah, it just rolled it, off your lips. I'm just saying it wasn't. You sound but, like a guy with experience is all we're saying. But I'm saying it's we not We get about, why this story spoke to you. It is not about me at all, though, is what I'm saying. And here's the but interview. But you're related. Not. So here's the interview that they did with the guy who slept next to his dead wife for six days. It is a fascinating story and, and a, a beautiful story. Now, would you start off that way? <laughs> I don't know if it's beautiful. Is it a beautiful story? <sighs> okay. Your relationship is incredible. So she was first diagnosed with cervical cancer in 2006. And, um, and, you, and you say she wanted to be in control of it. That's right, yeah. So from the start, Wendy got into the driving seat and stayed in the driving seat with her own health. So she didn't get on the conveyor belt of cancer mm. and just sort of do as the doctors said. And she chose to take a natural health path. And during the course of the 10 years, she refused chemotherapy, refused radiotherapy. She thought that would kill her. And then? And then at 4.40 a.m. on the 21st of April, she peacefully passed away. And I think it's that next step. Your relationship with death, that ultimate taboo we have in our society. Because we do have a very unhealthy relationship with death, don't we? (laughs) Look how hard he's trying. Yeah. Okay, it's what comes next, because we have a complicated relationship with death, but you seem to be not afraid of it at all. See, if it was me doing this interview, right. I'd be like, audience, hold on to your butts. Right, so listen to this. <laughs> this dude's a sicko. Right. <laughs> In my opinion, I'd say we do, yes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Wendy was not afraid of dying from the start. So as well as getting in the driving seat on her health, she didn't have that fear. She's not a great driver, by the way, for her health. I'd just like to say that. Yeah, we shouldn't have her driving at this point. Right. And neither did I, in fairness. So not having that fear was a real, real asset to the whole journey. Yeah. We kind of came across some information from different sort of spiritual belief systems about what to do at death and and the Buddhists for example believe the spirit might take up to three days to transcend uh, the Steiner community that we spoke to said that the body can sometimes the spirit can sometimes get confused and not know what's going on so that's my spirit by the way they sit with their dead uh, in vigil and um, to reassure the spirit what's going on in familiar surroundings with familiar people get to the part where you uh Right. Mm-hmm. Slept next to your dead wife for six days. So myself and Wendy talked about this openly, and we planned that that's what we do. Well, I mean, there are pra- there are practicalities here. I mean, you had a you had a lovely wicker wicker coffin which you put her in in the bedroom, and then so you could you could be together in the same room. 
She had a lovely wicker coffin. Okay. And uh, that he put her in, and so that she could be with her, with him in the same room after she uh, died. So that's a thing. And this is to help his mourning process. Um, at night time and, uh, and, and people would come and they would, would see her and you say that when your heart truly broke was, where, was the fact that she looked so beautiful and, and it, was, it was your family that, that tended to her body um, because you didn't want that, the undertakers to come in and put her in the body bag and take her to the morgue and there's no legal reason to do that, is there? I mean, this guy's bending over backwards. I mean, honestly, it's not legally wrong, right? Only six days, by the way? Six days. And that was because he wanted her out of there before she started to decompose? I think you decompose before six days. Well, you'll hear that. Not that we're aware of, no. When she died, most people, I think, they call the the undertakers. And within a couple of hours, they're dead or taken in a black plastic bag to a refrigerator for a few weeks until the the, the funeral. We just couldn't bear the idea of that. Myself and our four boys were all very close. Okay, he's got four boys now. Involved in this. I mean, it just sounds like he wanted to run the funeral or like the viewing. Yeah, it was like an open casket, but but just at the house for in that his family. bedroom. Yeah, and people would visit and... for about a week. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I have to tell you, I would not do it. This is not for me. I don't have any problem with this guy doing it. It doesn't sound, it doesn't sound dangerous or weird or anything like that to so, me. I would say it sounds weird, but not dangerous. Yeah, I mean, I, I, in other words, I think it's okay what he did. We sort of were saying, how on earth could we be dealing with this if someone had just taken Wendy's body away? Mm. And we, we, we realized that we are being healed and helped so much by her presence still being with us. So it really helped your grief process? It really helped mm. our grief process. Now, in hindsight, don't know how we would have coped if we hadn't, hadn't done it done that it. way. And it seemed so normal for us. It didn't seem weird or unusual. It just seemed totally natural. And what we had was Wendy in the room with us. All right, I hate to argue with you because you're in grief, but what you didn't have was Wendy in the room with you. She was there. She was dead. Her, her body was there. Look. The shell was there. I'm just saying. I'm going to start doing this. <laughs> wait. wait, wait. <laughs> what, start? I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to start <laughs> How many collect- <laughs> collecting bodies. Okay. You're opening a mortuary, basically, <laughs> is I what am. you're saying. I've decided this sounds very chill. Yeah. For those six days, um, a body left uh, without professional help still behaves itself. That's yeah. how he asked. Uh, Very delicately. <laughs> That's how he asked. Does so she, British. Does she decompose? Does she right. start smelling? He does says behaves yeah. herself. Quite a field trip to right? get there, yeah. Poop herself. <laughs> I mean, it, it, was, it totally, was in no way. Yeah, an, she an totally behaved moment. herself. She totally behaved herself. That's great news that she behaved after she was dead. Oh, wow. Right? Wow. I, not for hygiene reasons, but for sort of ritual reasons, yeah. washed Wendy's body. We then put her in a lovely little cotton dress. I mean, put her in a little lovely cotton dress. Yeah, okay. we're getting there. And then, and then laid her out in her coffin. We put a little bit of lipstick on, a little bit of makeup. Okay, lipstick. Then we went to see Avengers Endgame, <laughs> <laughs> and we came back, and her body was completely gone. I made a decision because we're really in tune with nature and the natural health sort of road that we've been down. And for me. Being with the dead body, watching it slightly decay, was just part of nature. Mm. Okay, now now it got weird. Right there it got yeah, weird. That, yeah. At that point it got yeah, weird. It, Not yeah. him putting lip, lipstick on her? I mean, she wants to look her best. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, he doesn't want her out getting photos taken of right? her and looking bad, looking yeah. like she's dead. But yeah. once she starts just decomposing... 
It's part of nature. You got to make a call. It's life. Someone's no. got to come pick up Wendy. Well, as you guys know, and I've mentioned this many times, all you have to do is play reggae music, and she'll just wake up and start dancing around. Oh, right. Everyone knows that. Right. For, from my point of view, if Wendy had started to smell, in fact, even if she'd started to stink, what do you think he's going to say? He's going to say, "I'd love the smell of my dead, decomposing wife, Wendy." That was in Which his I have vows. To say, she didn't at all. That oh. would have been fine. The smell would have gone from the house, but it would have been nature. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> That's how my I, wife feels about my farts, so I get it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Gentlemen, I don't mind telling you, I've never heard a bigger crock of bull crap in my life. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. I'd just like to say that uh, Omar's probably one of my favorite people in the world. He's oh, really? my favorite. Sure. He's the really? best guy sure. I've ever met. Oh, I'm just, guys. I would say I'm... best. Friend ever, really, um, really, yeah. Right. You've never said that before. Yeah, well, I, I don't. I've insinuated. Him, I just oh, need to make sure that I put it oh, out there. Okay, okay, okay. I, I don't think of him as. Uh, I'm not presumptuous enough to think of Omar as a friend because he's really more of a hero or an <laughs> idol <laughs> to me. Wow. Okay, wow. I basically right. just kind of worship him. I'm a little bit nervous even to talk to him here. Really. So hmm. what's happening is Omar says to us yesterday. He says, "Hey uh, guys, I'm going to need a, little, a segment tomorrow." Yeah. And we just know what that <laughs> means. We know that it's that never a, good. A secret segment is never good news for Kevin and or Bean, but I just want to remember that I love you, Omar. Oh, I appreciate I'd that. I mean, I love, love you more, though, you know what? than and, anyone. And I truly love you guys, and um, you guys have... No, but I'm saying individually. Yes. Yeah. I'm <laughs> a bigger fan of you than Bean. I understand Remember that. when I brought um, you all that Christmas stuff? I yeah. was like, you've got a great house. Oh, you yeah. can use this stuff. Absolutely. I you... Allie, you have nothing to worry about. Uh, come on! <laughs> <laughs> all right. But I'm saying... But I'm saying I would I would do you, Omar. Oh, that's really? what I'm wow. saying. That's wow. how much, I'm that's saying how... I respect you enough that I wouldn't unless okay. you wanted it and begged. <laughs> wow. I have so many options. It's crazy. It's, it's yeah. really All right. What did, what did we do? Okay. Look, it's, it's what you have done for the past 30 years. So crappy radio. So, no. Oh. Brilliant radio. That's and what I meant. you know what? You guys are legit legends. And you Shut guys, up. This you is... guys are radio royalty. And, this you know. Exactly what we were doing to you, it, by it, the way. Exactly. <laughs> and this is, you know what? It, it, the, the, the Kevin and Bean era is yeah. coming to a close at the end of this year, and I'm pretty sad about it. Sure. And Kevin and Bean are so humble <sighs> that they, they sit down comes. and they be humble. And I'm saying, stand up. Yeah. Don't be comes. humble. Mm-hmm. And you need to kind of be a little bit braggadocious about just, your accomplishments. Yeah. Just embarrassed. They're us. already in one Radio yeah. Hall of right. Fame, to, and they they're, they're nominated again this year. To right. you, the listener, you understand <laughs> this is a huge setup for us looking dumb on Case. Listen, you guys are the broadcasting bros. All okay. right, we got it. Right. We've been doing this show a while. We understand. You guys are the dynamic duo of talk. Oh, and okay. you guys are just the, the, the brilliant broadcasters, okay? And this is my... Hey, my oh, my no. Hey, 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 cutting hey, off. Hey, what? Hey, and so and I've been lucky enough to be on the show for about 20 years. Okay. So I've witnessed a lot of the magic, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of an like archivist here at mm-hmm. the Kevin and Bean Show of all the audio. So I... Not I, I have the privilege of of, of, of doing Kevin Bean tributes. This okay. is gonna be one <laughs> This is gonna be one of many because when I started this little project, uh-huh. I, I have so much tape. Yeah. That I was like, oh, okay, I'm no. gonna have to do a Wait, series this is of only tributes. Of beginning? This is it. only a beginning. So this is my little Kevin and Bean tribute. And I did this this first tribute in song form. Kevin and Bean on radio 30 years on the Morning show K Rock all this time. 
sounds like somebody with sore grape, you know, sore grapes. Somebody have a lot of people have sour grapes. Uh, can we have your extra hoss? A uh, hose. That's hose. Hose. Oh, hose. Oh, yeah. Can we have your extra hose? You forgot hoses? the E. H O E S. There you go. So you are dumb guys, really, really dumb guys. Talk for a living, guys. How are you employed, guys? Monday morning, we have an all new Kevin and Bean show. We'll be. I'm on this dessert, is what I'm on. You are dumb, guys. I know that you were in Slither, and I remember seeing that movie at the time, but it seemed like it was a long time ago. What 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 stuff did you do in Slither? Uh, what stuff did I do in Slither? Yeah, I don't understand the question. <laughs> uh, you have a new special coming out this week called Oh, Come On. Mm-hmm. What, what is it that you want to tell us about? I watched it last night and it's hilarious. It's great. I can't wait to see it. Well, thank you. Uh, I can't wait for other yeah, that, people to well, see it. interesting. What I should say. <laughs> Freudian slip. Uh, <laughs> Would you have ever expected after the key and peel, peels? Uh, <laughs> what? After the key and peel years, that Jordan Peele would go key off to. Key and peel years. What did I say? Key and pee? Oh, no. <laughs> So you are dumb guys, really, really dumb guys. Rock for a living, guys. How are you employed, guys? He's in Suicide Squad. <laughs> He's in Suicide Squad too, by the way. You are dumb guys. Nutsacks. But I think there is there is uh, some sunshine at the end of this uh, this rainbow. Where do you put the sunshine? At the end of this Where does it go? Plus, uh, plus uh, worlds. Uh, Worst first first dates. What's happening? Uh, Saturday Night Live so well, so put. <laughs> yeah, Saturday Night Live put it so well during the weekend update uh, on Saturday night, which is <laughs> we are good at bad. I'll give us that. I'll give us that. Speaking of sports, we're going to talk to the Dodgers manager, Don, Don Mattingly. Try not to call him Don when we get him on. We're talking about The Walking Dead, which returns on AMC this Sunday night. Nope, first, nope, nope. A week from Sunday. A week from Sunday, I apologize. October 14th. Uh, on AMC, we're going to have uh, David Morrissey in next right. hour, who plays the governor. Next who's, week. Who's a new... What the hell's wrong with you? We <laughs> have issues. All right, we're going to play a uh, lullaby version of a Red Hot Pill... Uh, chep- <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Be right back on the Kel- no, world, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> Quality broadcasting right there. Wow! Uh, <laughs> Hall of Fame. <laughs> Standing O. I uh, I I effing hate Omar. <laughs> it's Kevin and Bean. K Rock KROQ. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.